That's an interesting start to the, the uh, podcast this week. Sums up this week, really. Weekend, first week, fucking hell. Welcome back to the SR. Back to the yeah, back to the SR. Some podcasting. Tell me, fucking shit. <laughs> oh dear welcome back to mr arsenal podcast as you can tell i'm out of it fucking there's something going off the grimmings are in the system <sighs> fuck's sake how, how much longer guys? As, you, as you can tell anyone's listening to this we're joined by andrew wine and steve uh this week um what's got where, where do i want to start this week where do we start i mean seriously how much more of this crap have we got to deal with until the board act like a big club? Or the, the club in general act like a big club. The owners give us shit. I, I'm just, I'm actually sick of this now. I'm bored of what we're seeing and what we're having to go through every week. Uh, so I'll start with you, Steve. I mean, your thoughts on yesterday, especially. Um, I mean, to a degree, it wasn't unexpected to lose the game, was it, really? But you know, we obviously lost another player, mm. and um, the team is, doesn't look anything like the team that I'd imagine Arteta had in mind to start the first two games. Um, Martinelli and Barrigan didn't look ready for playing that type of game in the Premier League. Mm. Um, but defensively, again, you know, you could have put your house on Lukaku scoring yesterday. You know, and the goal was yep. so easy just to, to switch the play. Tierney was well out of position. Ball comes in, back of the net, one nil, and then almost identical this time. Reese smacked it in from the left hand side again. I don't know where Tierney was, but again, you know, two mm. defensive <clears throat> errors were two nil down. Mm. And as we know, we don't win the games when we're behind at half time currently. Well, I was at, I was at that game. Obviously, yeah. as you guys know, I was at that game yesterday, and I was literally at the Norfolk beyond the goal lower tier. And I, me and my brother, they're watching it and we're seeing it unfold and we're, the focal point of what, how things unfold in defence of the flaws that happened was Rob Holding not, not coming back into position quick enough. Both times he's, he stays in the, where the, the DM would be. He stay, he'll stay there, watch the ball, wouldn't, wouldn't actually watch what's around him. So then Mari's coming over, which leaves a massive gap for Tierney. So then Tierney's coming over, which leaves a massive gap for, as we saw, Reese to both times come in, do what he's got to do, 1 0, 2 0, game's over. And what's, what, what was okay, from, yeah. frustrating for me is that up till that first goal, we were in the game. We were giving them a game. We were, we were going, we, were, we had the order ball, we had the all process, we attacked a bit. Nothing clear cut, but we gave them, a, we, were get, we were going at them. And then that happened, and then the whole game changed after that first goal. And what well, well, time I knew we weren't going to win, that say? Where we are at the moment, we're having all the ball. Hmm. Same with Brentford, we're having all the ball. Then they break, score, we're behind, and off we go. It's the same. It's almost like a the same record every week, isn't it? Hmm. I mean, Andrew, what about? I mean, what are your thoughts about yesterday and? What's going was, on at this club? Because I don't, I don't see, I don't see how next world it's league-wise. I don't see why next one's coming from. 
I mean, that's a massive question saying what I, what do you think about yesterday and what's going on at this club? I think I'll just have to break it down into small parts. I mean, um, <laughs> what's going on at this club? I could be going on for quite a long time, so I ain't going to do that because it'll be unfair on everyone else. But um, yesterday, uh, I mean, I thought the, the criticism was unfair of Kieran Tierney because he was being mm-hmm. asked to mark two excellent players. And you can't mark two excellent players. You can only mark one at a time. The Chelsea forwards were extremely well coached in the fact that they were pulling our defenders left, right and centre and opening up those gaps for for their fellow Mm. teammates. And it was just too easy. It was men against boys. Um, What I didn't like about uh, Pablo Mari uh, was the fact that he seemed to be following um, Lukaku wherever he went. And he didn't pass him over to Rob Holding when he went when Lukaku moved position and moved over to the to Holding's mm. position. He should, have, he should have passed the responsibility over to him. And I think it was a missed opportunity to not have Rob Holding actually um, man marking Lukaku because he actually loves and relishes those battles. Rob Holding that's one of his strengths. He, he loves going into battle with a really strong forward or a tricky forward, like he uh, he's yeah. done in many many times over the past. Um, you know, we, we think of uh, Sadio Mane quite recently. He was he relished a battle with him. And I'm, I'm, I don't know what, it's gone completely out of my head. You know, the old um, Chelsea forward um, who he battled with in the cup final. Um, oh. What's his name? The Brazilian Spanish guy. Oh, come Diego, on. Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I don't know where it's, his, head, his name went out of my head. Uh, he relished a battle against him as well. So I think it would have been a good opportunity for to put him against Rob Holding. But what annoyed me was how how many times did you see the ball get sh- sent straight from one of the Chelsea midfielders directly into Lukaku's feet yeah. without mm-hmm. any of us cutting off those passing lanes? How many times was that? I mean, and then think on the other side, how many times did one of our midfielders have the opportunity to pass it directly into uh, to Gabriel Martinelli, our centre-forward? How many times did that happen? I can't remember one. And and the problem is, is that they're well coached. They cut off all those passing lanes for Mm. the Arsenal players. We didn't get the opportunity of doing that, whereas we just let them do what they want in in lots of occasions. And it was very, very frustrating. A lot of it is down to the coaching. A lot of it is down to the players not actually taking responsibility for it on the pitch. Granit Xhaka, as the captain for the day and uh, the supposed leader that he is, didn't do anything. He wasn't instructing any of his players around him to, to say, look, this isn't working. Yeah. Kieran Tierney, the amount of times Kieran Tierney threw his arms up in the air and ranted at, his, yeah. at the players alongside him. But yeah. no one else was picking that up and no one else was doing what he was suggesting, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I don't think it helps having Arteta on the side of the pitch consistently barking orders at them and telling them what to do. And he, he can't seem to spot the glaringly obvious what mm. us supposed amateurs just watching from the sidelines can spot clear issues. And he either he doesn't spot them or he chooses not to actually go and rectify them. I mean, mm. they were ripping us open down our left-hand side with their right, uh, right side of their attack yesterday. Yep. And he did nothing about it at all. And that really, really concerns me because I'm not judging Arteta on these first two games of the season. I'm judging him over the last yeah. 20 months that he's been in charge. And that is a consistent yeah. issue with him nonstop. And that is what exactly I hated about 
the Unai Emery era is that he did the same thing and he refused mm. to alter his tactics midway through a game. And so that's all sort of, I mean, tactically, that sort of, that sort of agged me yesterday as in watching it. And half time, half time it came along and uh, Abamianga, I can't remember who else, was out warming up, doing the warms up straight away. Didn't, didn't go into the, down, down to the dressing room on it, straight to warm up. Did, 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 so you're assuming at least one of them's got to come on, yeah? Tactically, make, some, make, make a change, try and get ourselves back in the game. Half, second and a half comes along, no subs until the 60, 65th minute, whatever it is, the usual third term is. And the game's in, by then, the game's pretty much gone because the, play, the players that are on there's just given up at that point fully. Um, but I'm just uh, I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's the annoying thing because it was screaming, we were screaming for some, some sort of change at half time, any sort of change, something tactically, whatever. Just do something to inspire the rest of these players and help the fans get back in behind them straight away. Because he, this is another, another thing that annoyed me was at halftime, the the boos from the crowd about the situation at a full time. I said it was addressed on that. He he pretended the argument never happened. He basically mm. said no, but the fans are fantastic. They're on our side the whole way. And I'm just now that, that concerns me as well. It's like he's pick. He's like it's like he's picking and choosing what. He wants to accept is the truth and what isn't. And it's, mm. Again, it's what we've mentioned. It's not, we're going to probably mention it tonight, but again, we've mentioned it last week in the in the preseason and all that. What's going to be his downfall is he's he's, bit, he's not he's a big headedness. He's arrogance to be it's his way or no way. And yeah, I don't see I don't see where the next league win is coming from. I, I, do you know what? And I'm sorry to just very very quick point. I would even mm. have actually put El Nini on yesterday, funnily enough, mm. uh, because he's all we had. <laughs> I fair to point yeah. out, but to actually cut off those passing lanes, to actually help, um, yeah, just shut, shut them down, to stop those balls going in so easily to um, to Lukaku, and then you know, mm. uh, I'd do something like that. But, yeah, but no, he didn't do. He, didn't, he chose not to do anything about it, and it just continually happened. Time after time after time, and it was embarrassing at one point. Um, I mean, Lukaku, let's face it. I mean, that, that that comment there, of course it did. But I'm telling you now, Lukaku is probably the most, probably the best forward in, in the world at the moment. He's going to bully far, far better players than, than Gab, uh, Pablo Mari this season. I mean, I, I'm not mm. just going to completely write off, although I, I don't think I've actually come round to the opinion that he he's no more than a fourth choice centre back at Arsenal at best. Mm. He's not good enough to be a consistent starter. But yeah, on his in his defence, far far better players are going to get bullied by Lukaku and, and have done throughout the years. But I think he's actually mm. at peak at the moment, Lukaku. I think he's actually at peak. Uh, he, he's fr- pretty much mm. unplayable. So what you need to do is actually stop the service into him. You can't do much when, he, when he's actually got the ball. You can't do much to him. Yeah. He, he's just too strong, too powerful, too quick and too lethal. So you have to stop that service into him and that's what we weren't doing yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Warren, you wanted to come on and get, event off, want to get, get a few things out in the yeah, open. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few things to say. A few things to say that might upset people, mate. I'm, I'm going to go along. I mean, there's been some great comments already. Uh, the first one, there's three in all. Uh, the game, Arsenal fans, and then Arteta. Um, 
the game, uh, what Andrew was saying, the balls into Lukaku, I mean, they weren't even in the air. There was nothing cutting out those passing lanes whatsoever. And the one thing Lukaku wants is he wants to feel you right up against him because he can get his right arm across you or his left arm across you and he can keep the ball protected on the other side and bring other people into play. And the trouble was when Mari was going in there, Holding was coming up level with him. OK, so he's not in the pocket. The first thing you do is if that player's going to spin, yeah, and he spins off him, you've got nobody behind him then to hold the guy up or to go in and make that tackle. And that, that really annoyed me. And, you know, people blaming Kieran Tierney. Absolutely wrong, because Tierney was tracking habits into the box. And James was going down the outside and Saka wasn't following him at all. Now, I love Saka, but mm. he's got to do a defensive role. When you're... When you're uh, up against a literally wing backs that are going to bomb forward, and you're playing a flat back four. If the, if the full back has to come in, then the winger has to go across and close. Your job is the right back as a, as a left winger. That's your job. He doesn't come forward. If he comes forward, you go with him. Okay, you don't just you don't just stand there and watch him as Tierney has to follow Habits in, and then there's a, a complete overload on the far side. And if you ever watch it back. You'll see Saka standing there. He's had 20, 30 seconds to get back there and do something. Okay. Um, what was being said before, you know, you've got to have Xhaka is your DMC. He has got to go in there and stop those balls getting into Lukaku's feet and into Lukaku's chest. He's got to have a screen there, you know, and, and holding mm. and Saka, you could earn, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm ranting here, but Xhaka and holding, you could have almost thrown a blanket over the two of them at times. They shouldn't be in those positions. And the, and the wits between the two DMCs was unbelievable. You never saw that with the likes of Vieira and Petit. They used to stay within 10 yards of each other and used to make sure that that back ball was protected. There was no protection for Mari. Of course he was going to get rinsed. Because Lukaku, as Andrew was saying, he's probably at the peak of his game at the moment. Those two games at Inter, you know, those two years at Inter did him the world of good up against top-class defenders. Um, so that's the match. I thought we lost it in tactically how Arteta set up and the fact that literally we didn't have anybody tracking back into those areas when we were getting overloaded down the side. And our balls, when we had the chance to play into Mart Martinelli, we were lumping it into areas where Martinelli had to run 35 yards. Lukaku mm. didn't have to run any more than five yards each time he moved to get the ball, moved to get the ball. Poor old Martinelli's legging it up and down 30, 35 yards. Mm. And there, there's a big difference there. I felt um, sorry for him last night. I really yeah. did. So that's mm. the that's the um that's the the match. And now I'm I'm gonna upset a lot of Arsenal fans and I'm sorry if I do, but it, it, it it's absolute delusion for us to turn around and go that Villa are coming in and trying to poach Smith Row for twenty five pounds twenty five mil. Yeah, that's that's where we are. We've got mid mid to upper table clubs coming in and trying to poach our players. Yeah. And then you've got we spent 28 million on Ramsdale, 50 million on White and everybody's going, oh, great signing, great signing. These are relegation battle players that we're buying, you know, and people go, oh, I'm not saying they're not. They might not be good players, but the prices we're paying are ridiculous. And then you hear people go, oh, but it, it's English prices. You know, I'll give you an analogy here, right? So you've got two pieces of steak. Brian's got English steak. It's substandard. It's been dropped on the ground a few times, but it's 10 quid. Neil's got a beautiful mm. piece of steak from France at seven quid. 
You know what I mean? The, the analogy that, oh, the, the, that's the English price. You just don't fucking pay them. Simple as that. You, you know, you're paying 50 million for a 20 million defender. You're paying 28 million for probably a 14, 14 million pound goalkeeper, which is absolutely crazy. And, and the last mm. thing I'm going to say there um, on it is Arteta is absolutely clueless. I mean, we've got young lads at this club um, and they're being, they're being hauled over the coals and being asked to do men's job when we should be, paying, when we should be buying really good players. And it stems from the top mm. down where they don't want to spend the money. The recruitment is absolutely appalling. Odegaard's a fine player, but we, we bought two or three players that you can't, I honestly can't see that, you know, things are going to improve massively over the next two seasons. I really can't. And we're going to keep this guy. We've got young lads. We're, we're relying on, on Saka, um, Smith Rowe, Balogun, Martinelli. These are people who should be learning their trade coming off the bench when we've got really, really good top-class players, you know, they're, they're coming on for and trying to affect games and learning off them. These kids are being asked to do it on their own because we buy such shite. We wasted, what, 51 million last year? 51 million we wasted on David Luiz and William in, in wages. Could we not have bought a decent player for that? You know, somebody really, really good. Sorry, guys, but it's, it's just how I feel. It, it's horrible to see. And, and I honestly believe that if we lose to West Brom, we'll then probably lose. You know, I can only see us beating Norwich at the moment. If that. I really can. <laughs> no, I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to the match. Sorry, not tomorrow. On Wednesday. I'm going on Wednesday. And um, we can I'm get telling you now, if he, there are only what two positions below us in the football yeah. pyramid. And they're yeah. flying at the moment. They're playing really, really well. Good football. And if we give, if we lose to them, he needs to go after that match. Yeah, he does. We've only, yeah, we've only got two two bits of silverware to play for this season, and that's it. Mm. Yeah. If, if, and there's games. no reason. There's absolutely <laughs> no reason this season that he should not put out a full strength side in every single game because we've got a maximum of forty five to fifty games all season. That's in, that's if we go far in both cup competitions. So I'm not having yeah. him messing about going weak for the cups and then and, and you know and all that he's got to go full out. And it's his job on the line and he should realise yeah. that and but I don't believe that he does realise that. I don't think he's no, got he's any pressure that. on him is, whatsoever. Um, is, and is it has his, to um, be is his job on the line though? No, but this is it. It should be. It's got to be. If we go, if, if we go out on, if we go out on Wednesday, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I'm just saying there doesn't appear to be any mood in the club that this is last. No, no, you're right. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. He doesn't. I bet you he doesn't feel any, any, any pressure. Nine million pounds in players, and then get rid of the manager after three games. So just ain't gonna happen. I know. It's been going a lot, lot longer than that, boys, hasn't it? Absolutely. It's been going on a lot longer than that. How many of us, how many of us, Steve, have actually turned around and gone before the before the end of the season went, please don't have Arteta there at the start of the season because it'll be a disaster. And we saw this coming. We we knew exactly what was going to happen. It was never going to change. Did you see the heads after the second goal went in? Nobody was, you know, no, we no, might have come out and showed a bit of spirit in the spirit. second half. I don't see the mood of the club has ever indicated that he's under any sort of pressure. No, no, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you there. I'm talking about the players. Yeah, the players. I don't know if you got their second yeah. goal went in. They were just oh, yeah, they just, they just the game. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, 
Yeah, so I don't know if you guys. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have seen online uh, going around doing the rounds in the last few hours. There's a someone t- filmed someone else on, in the, like, the box level next to the like, where the directors are Eddie and, like, and the Cronky was sitting, and he obviously was kicking off. He basically had enough. He got up. He went. Oh, he noticed Eddie was there. So he called out to him. He looked over. Looked. Eddie looked over to him. Looked back to the game, and then he called. He called him again. He said, look, basically pointed out like. Are you, are, you, are you basically serious? Like, this is what we've got to put up with because you mm-hmm. guys can't be asked. And then Eddie says, listen, listen to him rant and then look back to look back to the game. His wife, I'm assuming his wife, waiting until the guy turned his back, walked up the stairs or went out. As soon as he'd gone, stuck, or stuck the finger up at him, gave him the bird. Oh. Like, mm. I mean, I mean, that's... That's grown up, isn't it? And then people are going, so you've got, you've got to get it. And then you've got the you've got part of the fan base going, well, hang on, yeah, he should have done that because his kids are there, it might be in there, this, that, and the other. Oh, and yeah. I get that side of it. But he was the guy wasn't abusive. He wasn't going, oh, you effing this, you da no. da da. He just called no. his name and said, hey, are we actually paying good money for this? Because again, we're not even in Europe anymore. And the price t- tickets and prices have actually come down. And I think the prices are yeah. exact same. We are with the most expensive, still, we've got nothing to throw for it, but we've got we're the most expensive team to go and watch. Match day and I'll tell you what else wise. is annoying. I'll tell you what else is annoying about that, mate. Is we are we are shopping in Burton's and we're playing Savile Row prices for players. Mm. Yeah, there's been a, few a bit comments of good, on a bit good news. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you know, Chelsea spent yeah. 90 million on one player, and we've spent 129 million on five or six or whatever it is. Yeah, so, can I, I mean, can we I make one first team, four squad? We'd have seen a different game yesterday, wouldn't we? Yep. Mm. Can I make a point about the amount of money we've spent and what you said earlier, Steve, which I totally respect that. You said they're not going to they're not going to spend this amount of money and then sack him, um, yep. even probably yeah. before the end of the transfer window. Are these players? This is a question. I'm not just saying this is. It's just a feeling I've got. Are all these players that he that have been brought in? If you look at all of their um, their age ages, etc., and where they are in their career. Are they actually been bought for Arteta or are they bought for the future under any coach because they're so think, young? Um, because well, they're so young. Well, please get Conte in. We spoke, please. We spoke previously on this show about, you know, we don't know what the process is. But I think the process is obviously they're, they're recruiting much younger players for the future, which is great. Exactly. Unfortunately, so that, we, want to be, we want to be doing something now. No, absolutely. You know, is it, you know, but I don't think... Time, that, you might be top of the league, but we're, you know... It's unlikely because by then Man City would have spent two hundred million on a player, and Chelsea. Yeah, spend, exactly. Yeah. It, it just mm. goes and goes and goes. It will still be spending when we're spending a hundred. They'll be spending two hundred. Oh no! The point I'm trying to make is: would it stop them from sacking Arteta after spending all this money because yeah. of the players yeah, that they brought in? I don't think. I don't think so because I think this is for yeah, a building for a long period, like we just said. And I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it, what, yeah. what I mean is. The manager could be completely, um, extra, you know, taken away from that because of the the future build of the squad. It, I don't mm. think it's to do with the manager. I think it's to do with the squad. So yeah. I think the manager could be quite disposable with the types of players that we're bringing in for, you mm. know, to build a club that could potentially challenge within two or three years. And that's well, not I hope good. so. I hope you're absolutely. I think you're right there, and I think you're absolutely. And I hope you're right. Because I, I would 
100% turn around and say, I don't care what it costs, get rid of Arteta or bring Conte in. You can't tell me a half-decent, really decent manager won't get more out of those players than they're getting now. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. So. You've got a manager in training, haven't you? You've got a manager in training yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And mm. he won't be given indefinitely, but things will change if we don't pick up some wins along the way. You know, we weren't expected mm. to beat City and Chelsea, so... But we're expected to beat Norwich and Brentford and all the other teams, you know, below the top mm. six, aren't we? I can't see us beating Burnley, Steve. Well, exactly. I mean, but we should be, though, shouldn't we? We should be beating Burnley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, Burnley yeah, should so be. We should be beating the Burnleys 3 0, shouldn't we? You know, we should so, be doing to them, you know. So that's I mean, Terry makes a good point in the chat. After you've played still 10 games and, mm. you know, you're, you're the bottom half of the league, you're not showing any signs of improvement. You can't let it go on indefinitely, can you? No. I mean, I, I, I love Arsenal, right but I had... We've got some deluded guys, though, mate, who will back Arteta to the hill. I mean, I, I had a bet with a bloke at work, and he's he's Arsenal through and through, you know, the same. Um, and he, he bet me 50 quid that Arsenal would finish top four. I, I was almost embarrassed to be taking the money off him. There's no yeah, chance man. we're going to finish top four. You know, we'd be lucky to finish top seven. We really will on the showing that I've seen so far. Because there's no yeah. difference between the way we played against Brentford to the way we played against Chelsea. Chelsea just made us look more ordinary. If we'd, if we'd have started both games with our first choice 11, would we picked up the points? No. If Gabriel and um, White had played, Partey... You know, Partey... You know, the uh, one difference yeah, might have been Partey out of the lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Gabriel. Yeah, we would I think. I'm not saying we would have won the game, not by any long shot, but because no. I think Chelsea Chelsea were in third gear and could have yeah, moved exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, but they're yeah. best in Europe, aren't they? They're best in Europe. We could have made a bigger. Yeah. We could have made a But they took, they took off their foot off the gas second half. Yeah, Steve, the Malays, yeah. the Malays isn't the players. The Malays isn't the players. There are some decent players there. Yeah, the yeah. Malays is a manager. Yeah. The Malays is I mean, a manager. He doesn't uh, inspire them. He, he pisses off the youth players who, you know, we had, we had, here's, here's the thinking. Now, somebody tell me this. We had six centre-backs at the club at one point. We had Louise. We had Mavropanos. We had Saliba. We had Holding. We have Chambers. Yeah. We have Mari. We have Gabriel. And, he went and bought another centre back for fifty million. <laughs> well, and, sent two out, and sent two out on loan. <laughs> Please, if they're no good, and get one shot of them and use the money to buy somebody decent. Can, can you imagine what uh, Brendan uh, Rodgers do with all these younger players? Oh. Um, he would relish the opportunity yeah. of working mm. with these younger yeah. players. He gets he improves players. He doesn't need a load of money. Mm. I put a, I wrote an article about this yesterday, and I firmly believe that people say I'm mad thinking that he would he would come to us. I, I'm not mad. I, I genuinely yeah, he would he would yeah come to us. We are a world force in football, believe it or not. Yeah. Still, even though what's going on the pitch, we are a massive club across the world. His ego. He loves the chance to turn ego, it round. That's his ego, one. yeah. And he he would be he would want to be the one that finally succeeded Arsene Wenger. Because that's that's what the way he works. He came, he left uh, Liverpool and went to Celtic to rebuild his reputation. He came back to, mm. he left Celtic 
to come back to the Premier League with Leicester in order to eventually use that as a stepping stone to get another top For a six. bigger club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He would no doubt come to Arsenal. And I tell you what, he doesn't demand load of money from from the, from the club. He works no. with, with players that he's got. He's astute in the transfer market. He improves younger players. Can you imagine what the way he would like to play with all the quality young players that we've got, including mm. Saliba? Do you think he would have yep. sent Saliba out on loan? No, would he hell? No. Exactly. He is the guy we need to go and get. You can't Definitely tell me must... Saliba was that bad that he couldn't have got into that back four. No, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, you see, that's the other thing you're saying there, Steve, and you make an excellent point. Back, no, six mm. centre-backs. Are you telling me that Ben White coming in is the best of those, seven, those six centre-backs? Without a doubt that he walks in ahead of everybody else. I don't think he does. I mean, I don't really know a ton about Ben, but people were saying that he plays in the back three because he needs two yeah. other defenders around him. Yeah. If we don't play like that. It's automatically he's exposed, no. isn't it? Yeah. You mm. know, first game, I mean, they just put their, their tallest striker, I can't remember his name, was it? Um, that young lad, I uh, can't remember his name. But anyway, they put him on on Ben White, and Ben White never not never got near the ball. Ivan yeah, Tony, no. Ivan Tony, he's only 5 foot 10. He's five foot yeah. ten or eleven. Five. He's under right. six foot. He looked taller. He looked taller on the TV anyway. But... Made yeah. him look stupid, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know. But, I, I, a, are we a... honestly saying that we paid that money for Saliba and Ben White? So what did we pay for Saliba? Twenty five. Mm. More than that, I think twenty eight. Mm. Yeah. All right. Twenty eight. Are we saying that? Yeah. So Ben White for fifty million is he twice the player Saliba is? <laughs> it doesn't work like that though. It's because I mean I'm not listen. I'm not backing Arteta or anything when I'm saying this. I genuinely think Ben White will be a good signing first and foremost. But the money yeah. is is completely irrelevant in the transfer market. Brighton didn't have to sell him. They didn't want to sell him. But they would they would have to accept an offer that was as big as that, and they pushed us. Yeah. They pushed us and we, we yeah, paid it. But it. It doesn't mean that Ben White is worth 50 million quid because we paid 50 million quid. We're stuck with Ben White now. And I'm, to be fair, long term, I'm actually quite happy about him because I think he will be a very, very good player. But Saliba under Rodgers, we, would, we wouldn't have even gone near Ben White if, if no, Rodgers exactly. was our manager last That's summer. That's my point. Mm. Exactly. But, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only backing Ben White up because I actually think he's a really good player. But if we'd have had Brendan Rodgers in the summer, we wouldn't have even bought Ben, um, ben no, White exactly because, because Saliba would be yeah. relished at the opportunity. He would he would be thriving under someone like Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. No doubt whatsoever. Yeah. No but doubt this, whatsoever. This is, this is the point I'm trying to make, farmer. Andy. It's, exactly. This is, the point I'm, this is the point I'm trying to make. It's we're shopping in bargain basement clubs for, for their good young players. Yeah. Your Brightons, your, your Aaron Ramsdale for twenty-eight million. You can't tell me that there aren't really. I mean, we're crying out for a, a really good midfielder, someone like a Camavinga or someone like that, who we could have spent that money on and kept the centre backs that we've got and played them. And this is what I'm trying to say: is and I honestly, you know, whether Ben White turns out, I'm not sure whether he will. You're, you're sure that he will, and that's fine. Differing opinions are great. I'm not but sure he will, we can, but I do like one, him. Yeah, yeah. But one thing we can all, I think we can all agree on, is it won't matter who we buy as long as this guy stays manager of our football club. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. It. That's the problem. And uh, you know, 
it doesn't matter who yeah. where we I think we are doing the right thing in the transfer market. I'm I'm actually encouraged by the backroom yep, team going yep. after these players before they become famous, if you like. Yes. Before yep. they hit stratospheric yeah. levels where we can't afford them. I, I, but they're not going to learn out off of this No, that's the that's mm. the problem. I think that whoever we bring in, we're still going to play the same brand of football and we're going to make the same mistakes. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. If we could have bought yep. Lukaku, but he probably wouldn't have had the service yesterday. No, he wouldn't. No, you're yeah. quite right. That's true. And the trouble is, it, at the end of the day, it's down to you, coach. We're, we're Sorry, focusing on our, our defensive frailties, and, but we're not actually scoring any goals either, are we? No, you know, no, we're, we're not. No. Goals. I mean, no. If you're there's not, no poke up top. You're always going to concede goals, but if you're not scoring any, you, you can never... You become yeah. relegation fodder is you know, what you become. <laughs> yeah. Pepe... Pepe, bless him, he's doing his hardest, but you know he's bombing down the wing. He cuts back, he passes it sideways or backwards, doesn't he? Tierney, yeah, no one supported him. You know, no one supported bottom, him. And there's yeah. nobody on the end of it. And it's it's just exactly. you know, Smith Rowe doing the best he can, but then he's got no one to lay it off to. You know, when we're turning defence into attack, we're too slow. You know, yep. The recipe is that we, if we can't score, you know. We're always going to concede, so you know, rough, rough yep. against it all the time. Well, you become relegation candidates then. If you can't score goals, and you're always going to concede, and and mm. you know, you get that thing of, and I'm not being alarmist. You get that thing of too good to go down. Okay, name me sides that we're going to beat. That you're are very confident that we're going to beat. There ain't many. Put yourself in the position mm. that we were last November, if you will. And no, yeah, last, and last December. Saved us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were at the lowest I've ever known Arsenal in my life. I yep. mean, I'm 47. I've yep. never known us to be as low as that. But we we still had a rally and came back and played better. Um, I, the fact that I don't want to talk about relegation. We know I don't. I know that there's that old saying: "It's never too good to go down." But mm -hmm. I'm not worried about relegation. What I'm worried about is watching boring, turgid. Football. I just can't uh, stand uh, watching Samble Rose writers again. <laughs> and this is another thing. I mean, Terry, before we get into what I was going to add on to that, is Terry makes a good point. Is this good thing about the youth project is it could produce a team to challenge the best, could going yeah. forward in a couple of years or whatever. The downside is. Yeah, you're absolutely time. right. Well, you're right, there, Ryan. But do you know the thing you did? Uh, and bless you, you, you paid Savile Road prices to watch CNA football. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not just paying Savile Road okay. prices for players. The fans are paying Savile Road prices. Yeah. And we're getting cheated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, we don't want this podcast to be a complete dig at our chat because we, again, we're all big enough and smart enough to, and wise enough to know that our chat isn't the only problem at this club. As a manager, no. he, as a manager, he, there's an issue there. Because coach, yep. manager, what we want to call it, branding. That's that's his job. He's meant to do what is is a results business. He has to get results. He's not getting the results, yep. so we have to criticise. Do you know what him. I blame the board for, Ryan? Do you know what I really, really blame the board for? Lack of experience. And this, this again, yeah, they they brought him in. Their job was one job: get the right manager for a great football club. Twice, if I don't they failed. Twice, they failed miserably. <laughs> this board, no, 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 inherited Wenger. So they sort of had an easy, had it easy at the start. <laughs> but once they once yep. they sort of decided to 
let him go or him he decided to leave, whatever the case was, that was a challenge for them straight away. They had to pick whoever their manager was going to be after him was going to be their first appointment. And for whatever reason, it never worked out. And then they had it the second time. Go and get, go and get, we've messed up this time. Let's not mess up again. Let's prove a point. It's not just a, not just a footballing world, but to the fan base, people, people we have to come in week in, week out, home and away, around the world. And we were, and they panicked and went and got. With all, with all due respect, Nick and Arteta had no experience. We we needed yep. someone with a. And people go, you know, Naomi had ten years. From now, you know, Naomi had ten, ten years of experience. It didn't work out, but. The, the, the thing of Emery is the downfall, the main downfall, in my opinion, for Emery was he, his um, lack of English. He basically, and the fact he refused to get a translator in to help him in the, in the early stages of his time at Arsenal to help lo, lo, lighten yeah. the load, so to speak, and help get his message across because he, he was so yeah, point black. He, I want to learn the, I want to learn language. I want, I want no help. And maybe that, I think that was the, that was the main issue that he couldn't get his message across and whatever. But I'll t- you, you, you then you then go and get someone who's if that's the case. You go and get someone who's experienced still, who knows what they're doing. Even if I don't care how much it costs, you go and get the best man for the job that's available. I mean, Allegri both times yep. said he wanted the Arsenal job. Allegri, when he was available, he was available. He actually said, Melbourne. "I want the job." You can see. To be fair, though, you can see why they hired Mikel Arteta. He's a very, very impressive bloke. He really is. And can you imagine, Can you remember how we felt as as fans when we saw his first press conference and everything? And it was like a breath of fresh air. And we thought, well, I'm speak. I say we. I think uh, I think I can speak on a vast majority of of Arsenal fans when we thought, God, this is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is going to be really exciting. And you can see how he must have really, really impressed them during interview to get the job. Because yes, he yeah. speaks an excellent game. He looks the part, yeah. he acts the part. He's an ex-Arsenal player. He's been working alongside Pep. I, I don't think it was just down to the fact that he was a cheap option. I really don't. I think he no, was... No, I think, I think, I think he was excellent in interview. Yeah, yeah. No, I genuinely do. And yeah. I, I can, I can yeah. actually forgive them for that because I would have done the same, if I'm completely honest, because he, he looked like everything we ever wanted in a manager. But what I won't have, really, is uh, the... You know, this rose-tinted spectacles, looking back now at the time under mm. Unai Emery and saying, oh, we got rid of him too early, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's, that's oh, no, absolutely absolute no, a load of ball. Because mm. can, people have got such short memories and th- just forget how utterly turgid it was under him as well. And mm. I know there was a question earlier, I can't remember who it was by, sorry, sorry, but saying, do you think that if Unai Emery had had the money in the back end that Arteta had had, he would have done yeah. a lot better. Well, potentially, yeah, but it was awful under Unai Emery. I've never felt... I mean, I know that I said earlier in the show that it was the worst set of results that I've ever seen in my lifetime, um, the first part of last season under Arteta. Mm. But I've never felt worse than when Unai Emery was in charge. I just... I was so down. I just... I could. I, mm. I was almost going to stop watching football, full stop. I was that bored and I was that angry. I was so disappointed about the football I was watching. It was all down to put it over to, uh, instead of Kieran Tierney, who we're passing the ball to now under Arteta, it was Klasenac doing the same thing. Remember? Mm. It was Klasenac FC cutting back into the box and oh my God, it was just awful. So I don't even want to think about, you know, we we shouldn't have sacked 
Unai Emery because no, that was just no, a, that's a, a fair complete point. balls up. But, yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, support. and I don't think you would. But here's the thing for you, Andy, and this this is where I'm at at the moment, is I feel like I am just treading water waiting for mm. another manager to come in. And yeah, at the I moment, am, I all, I'm do, mm. all I'm doing is standing in a puddle of water watching my life ebb away whilst we wait for something to happen. I, tr- I, I totally it's agree. It's horrible. Do you know what? Melvin Marks has got that question on the screen now. Yeah, I would love to know that because I, I, I had quite high hopes of Freddie. I think that um, mm. he's been really unlucky to have had to leave the club like he did. I'm wondering yep. whether he's any different at all than Nicola Tessera. I just think that he's more softly spoken, isn't he? He's not, yeah. not got yeah. quite the personality that Arteta has. But all, I'm telling you now, all the, all the younger players absolutely adored him. And he was playing, Sucker he was doing it. a really, really good job with the under 23. So who knows? Maybe he could have done a better job than Arteta's done. I, I, here's a, I won't be surprised. Here's the, thing. here's the thing for you, Andy, and, and a great manager, and I thought he was a great manager, many, many years ago said something that is absolutely true. He turned around and said, good managers make good sides. There's no such thing as a good side making a good manager. Yeah. And, he, and that was Brian Clough, and he's absolutely right. Mm. He's absolutely right. We've had good, good players at the football club, but we've had bad managers in charge of them, and they've not produced what they are capable of. And we're mm. going to go the same way with these youngsters. And I'll tell you something else as well. If in the next two, if he's allowed to stay for another year, Saka and Smith Rowe might well do the off if the offer comes in, mm. because they'll want to mm. win things. They don't. Yeah. They don't well, want mid-table mediocrity year after year. Yeah, we've just seen a Grealish. See, literally, his first yeah. offer came in. Boom, he off he went. Aston, you know, it's a real possibility that Aston Villa, having only just come up a couple of seasons ago, are going to finish above us this year. That's that's got to be scary for a it, size for a club the size of Arsenal Football Club. Apart from our, apart from Spurs, they're the only club I want us to finish above because of the area I live in and my poor kids. Yeah. My poor kids, all their schoolmates, all their friends yeah. and family, they're all Villa fans all and Villa. They, get, they get ribbed all the time. They're cousins, their uncle, they're all, they're all Villa fans and they're constantly saying and ribbing my, my poor three boys saying that Villa are much better, blah, 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 blah. I hate Villa. I absolutely hate yeah. Villa with a passion because of the way... Uh, the, you know the way I live mm. so we've got to finish above them <laughs> we've yeah. just got to mate we've got to. I mean I mean can you can you imagine can you imagine I have to work right with three Spurs and two Chelsea mm. of course my Good life's luck. murder yeah I know I feel it I feel it mate I feel it yeah. it's one of them we're, we're... Um, he's, a, he's a he's a young manager and this is his first proper job as a manager and he's mm. managing one of the biggest clubs in Europe with a lot yep. of expectation who can he turn to in his team for help and support that have done it been there help you know achieve great <laughs> things he hasn't got anybody mm. has he Pear Mertesacker maybe Pear Mertesacker Edu how many ex-players have turned into great managers Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot more that happens. Top top managers, maybe have average professional careers, but nothing to write home yep. about. I mean, Solskjaer probably no. slightly different, but 
you know, um, Klopp and, um, you know, even before him, you know, other managers. Jose Mourinho, Arsene Wenger. Yeah, Arsene oh, Mikel Arteta, was a, Mikel Arteta was a middle-of-the-road player, let's face it. He wasn't... Yeah. A, 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 he, was never, yeah. he was never an Arsenal great. But he no, he was an Everton mm. legend rather than an oh, Arsenal great. Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, he, he, he learned his craft, after, after, you know, under Pep. But only as an mm. assistant. He's never actually managed at any reasonable level, has he? But I think it's more it's more relevant though to Steve to say how many good coaches become good managers. I yeah. mean you made you remember how many uh, good well, number twos that uh, Sir Alex had who left and went tried to become good yeah, managers. And, Every and single one of them failed. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, single yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Brian Kidd, when, the feelings. Um, you know, when Wenger left, if you compare that slightly to United, what happened when Ferguson left? You know, Moyes came in, yeah. they all mm. went horribly wrong. And since then, they had a succession of managers. So we're Van only Hall. manager number two, mm. or three, if you clown Lundberg. We're yeah. only on third edition before we might get the yeah. right one. And they've they've spent about £1 billion or something as well, mm. haven't they? So they, just, yeah. they, they throw there. money at it. I mean, no, we've we've not exactly spent a small amount, but they go after yeah. the yeah. finished article rather than the, go, the, you know, the, the younger, promising time. player. Mm. You know, we're right at the beginning of that journey now with these young players. Mm. Yeah. You know, and we've, you know, you're gonna, they're gonna have to give him a crack at it. And if he, if he doesn't change, then that's only gonna in one way, isn't it? Just and the worrying way. thing mm. is, the worrying thing is, we're probably gonna see hardly anything of uh, Balogun now because the way mm. that Arteta is, he'll just cast him aside because yeah. he is seen as a failure. Yeah. And can you remember yeah. when Party comes back? Who's gonna drop out the midfield? It's not, oh, going well, to be, yeah. it's not going to be Granite Xhaka, put it that way. No. no. So well, the one bright spark, Lekonga. The one, the one good player. Yeah. Yeah. The one yeah, good yeah. player yeah. yesterday, he's going to be the one to miss out, not Xhaka. Xhaka's yeah. never going to get left out whenever he's fit. No. Uh, no. Again, that's another You mentioned it earlier about Granite, earlier about his game plan, generally his lack of leadership. Because it, it, nothing that pisses me off is that we get by the, by the club and people within the club and it's that the media, oh, good, the, the, the young Players love Granite. He's a great leader. This, that, and the other on the training. We don't. We never see him on the fucking pitch. Not once in the no. five years he's been here have I seen him anywhere near what I see of him. What we saw in Switzerland and Euros, or was in Gladbach and things like that. Yeah, yeah. In an Arsenal, I mean, show, I, I've never seen him. It pisses me off. Everyone you know bends over and goes, "Okay, no problem." No, Tierney dug Jacker out. Dug Jacker out in the first half. Jack had just turned mm. his back on him and ignored him. Yeah, but, but, just, but after when that first got from that, when the second the first goal went in, Granite with the armband, by the way, which is still pissing me off, his head went. He kept every yep. time he got the ball, he was giving it away constantly, slow, a bit of a tempo, slow the game down. This he's got a new contract. <laughs> Okay, no, it hasn't been announced, but we know it's coming. It's just going to be a deadline day. Oh, the way, guys, look, nice shiny new contract for him. Yeah. The guy, I mean, you talk about, again, the Arteta, sorry. Go on, Steve. No, I was going to say, I mean, he's that bad, but he plays every week. So, what's the story then? Obviously, Arteta, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. He believes in him, doesn't he? He keeps picking him. He's made him captain again. You know, and as you say, Laconga has come in, but... The Conga wasn't brought in really as a first choice, was he? Let's be fair. You know, it was going to mm. be Partey and obviously now Xhaka. Um, mm. And now we've got Odegaard, you know. So, the Conga is going to be that backup player, isn't he? I mean, he started the first two games because of shortness of numbers, but he wouldn't have started 
first two games. Oh, door, guys. Thing. Door. Pardon? A door. I've got to pop. I've got to pop off. No, you know, <laughs> I thought you meant my door's going. How did he know that? <laughs> Quite a few of those players wouldn't have started under normal circumstances, would they? Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, but they have. Uh, and yeah. has been the shining light, or one of the shining lights for me. I really like Tavares mm. as well. I think he's going yeah, to be a player. Good, confident. I really yeah. like him. Yeah, mm. you can obviously yeah. play on both I mean, sides. Mate- by a bit. Yeah, Mateus is saying in the chat as well. I have a, he says, I have a friend of mine who is a Liverpool fan who said to me yesterday, being on top of. Being on top with Europe at your feet, and from from that you go to Roy Hodgson. Have you been at that bottom yet? I don't even follow off to be honest. That's just what I've got to say because I was, I was thinking about tweeting this out to Liverpool fans today, like during the period between before Klopp came in and you're going through that transitional period for the last few years prior to it. Had you ha- had you ever been this low? And if not, how much slower did you go? Basically, because we all bantered them at the time because they would every time every now and then one season every moon they'd pop out of and try for a, for a title and then struggle to get European football and all that but I don't, from what I can remember being as a neutral I don't remember Liverpool being this like in the second well, when Roy Hodgson came in after Benitez within six months I think that's under the old ownership as well things didn't go go to court the plan and the club acted, hmm. and they bought. And obviously, there, what, seven, eight months, maybe. Yeah. But, it, was, yeah. it was gone just after New Year, before the FA Cup third round against uh, United. But um, he acted, and, then we, uh, and we sit here and we look, we look at Arsenal, and I, I mean, Joshua Patty was there yesterday. We've seen, I've seen physical photos of him there, talking to David O'Leary and a few other people. And but I don't, I don't think, no, they don't, they don't know, did they not? Know about football, how it up, how the things went to operate. I don't think they actually really care because they're getting the money in. Because no matter what, I mean, there's we, we all saw over social media for last week up till yesterday. Oh, protest! There'll be a protest now before half three. Be there. We're gonna make Cronky know Cronky out. Da, 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 da. No one fucking when, when it came down to it, no one was actually there. I actually went there to, out of interest. With my brother, not one, not one person. It would have been stupid to to do it yesterday uh, <laughs> yeah. before the transfer window finished because we we haven't finished yet. I don't think. I think we're still going to bring a player or two in. Um, there's now talk of there's now talk of William going to uh, Corinthians have made an offer apparently coming to Fabrizio. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go all out and buy a Corinthian shirt and and I'll everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I'll be no, I'll forever um, and Fenerbahce and Corinthians have got to be our second clubs. You know, for what they're doing for us, taking our players. <laughs> the thing is, we've been sport, haven't we, over the last few years? I mean, some of us go back quite a long way and mm. you know seen this before and we've seen worse before you know season after mm. season you know and back in the day with no internet and everything else we didn't used to get the league tables till after three games in the Sunday papers <laughs> I know, never yeah. used to yeah. know where we were we could lose a couple of games and apart from you know grandstand on a Saturday and seeing how we did you know that was all radio that was about it wasn't it you know so you know mm. we've had very bad times in the past very bad times, but somehow, you know, we've got to get through this period and believe in the process, whatever it is. And, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, 
we will we will come good. And at the end of the day, how many points did we finish outside the top six? Was it six points? We were only like six, six points, points off top four yes, last season. Yeah, in six India. points off top four. So we've lost those six points already, haven't we? Hmm. So there's one every game now. Go and let's go and beat Worth of the season. Yay. Yeah, let's go and beat this is what I mean about Wednesday. You should never be so um, uh, well. A second round a Carabao Cup game, which we haven't yeah. been in for twenty six years, I believe. Yeah, we haven't yeah, been that, in the second yeah. round, but that is so important. You won't believe, yeah, because mm. honestly, if we lose that game, there's no coming back for him. There isn't. We've got to go strong. We've got to go strong. No it's coming back. Game. Yeah, we haven't got City till what Saturday. Um, Saturday afternoon, nice and early. Yes, you know, let's go strong. You know, when's the last We've got to. Mm. Um, got to. We haven't won it since 92, uh, 93, sorry. We haven't won the yeah. League Cup since 93. No, so no. why not try and win it? Why not? You know, I, I'm all for giving the younger yeah. players a go, but they're, they're getting a go now, aren't they? So let's not worry about that. Yeah, exactly. But in all, all, yeah, but in all, all honesty about if obviously things don't turn around, ASAP and... Things don't get any better on the pitch and all, but performance-wise, scoring goals, except because yeah, it does again another record he broke, he broke yesterday. Arteta, for the first mm. time in what was it? I can't remember how long is they said it was now. In like twenty-five or plus or something like that, that ridiculously long that we have never started a Premier. We actually know Premier League wise, we've never started a Premier League season two games in and not scored a goal, let alone got a or, point or lost the first two. Yeah, lost the first two. We don't score against City. We can't have a goal of the month competition. Yeah, they're forgetting about Wednesday. They're forgetting about Wednesday. And they're forgetting about the ladies Hunting as well. Yeah. Yes. Well, true, but the men's, men's first team, and as we've more precise, men's first team. And the under-23s. Yeah, but they, they, they never they always include the ladies and the academy, don't forget. So uh, Worst case scenario, yeah. And no, they're forgetting um, the Wednesday game. That's... But yeah, getting back to what I was going to, going to ask is, as long as, how much longer does this go on before that? Because we saw under Emery, they, they sort of dragged it out a month or two longer than they should have done. And that's, mm. they, 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 panicked, they didn't panic until it was too late, basically. And obviously, we tried to salvage the season. And obviously, because of the pandemic, we managed to win an FA Cup at, near the end, at the, in the end of it. But how do you think they've learned from their mistakes? Because there have been a few changes in the board level since then. Do you think they would have learnt from that and actually this time they might actually act a bit quicker? Or do you think they're sort of sitting the, sit the hands I'll again and ten wait? Games. Ten games. I think. That would be my number. Ten. See where we are for ten. All the players back, all the signings, all the players that are coming and going. Um, and we've had a run of games. That's what I'd go. See where we are for ten. If we're not in top half, then yeah. It's going to get toxic after get toxic, uh, the, the next home game really badly, mm. and I don't think yeah. once it gets once it gets that bad, something always happens. They have to. Mm. Something always has to happen, and it depends how toxic the atmosphere gets mm. and how quickly that happens, mm. home and away. Because once it gets to that stage, I mean, I genuinely thought that at one stage Unai Emery was just going to be sitting on the sidelines self-harming. He looked that bad. He was a broken man. Mm. He he just looked like a dead man walking for weeks and you just can't get to that stage anymore. This, the weirdest thing I've ever seen at a football ground in all of my life was when 
Lacazette scored that injury time winner. Uh, sorry, uh, equaliser against Southampton, and the whole ground was silent, and no one celebrated in the in the mm. ground or on the pitch. Do you remember? Yeah, um, Unai, Unai, Unai Emery's last season. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a football match of uh, ever, and mm. it just and he didn't celebrate as as a manager. Mm. He didn't even move off his seat. There. Yeah. He, the, in his earlier tenure, he was like Arteta. He was always shouting orders from the sidelines, doing my head in. Let alone what the players must have been thinking on the pitch. He was non-stop. And then the last two, three months maybe, he just sat on his bench and didn't do anything. He looked miserable. And it, it's just, what is the point in keeping a manager when it's like that? What is the point? No, none of the players are getting anything out of him. He's completely lost the dressing room. They're not listening to him in training. Uh, they're taking the mickey out of him behind his back, which is out of order, but it happened. Mm. You've just got to act as quickly as possible. And I just hope mm. that after all this time away, that Josh is at Arsenal for a long period of time now, try and sort this mm. mess out and have an ear to the ground because... That's the biggest failing, I think, of the Cronkies' ownership is that they are too distant. They don't listen to what the fans are thinking. They don't have their ears and eyes on the ground at the club to see what's actually going on. And they just let the people that they hire get on with things. And they need to be there to actually ask questions, to see what's going on and to realise what the fans and the mood around the club is actually like. Because mm. that is one thing you can't do via Zoom. Mm. Because when you're on a Zoom conversation, the person you're speaking to will act as if everything is absolutely fine and tell them what they want to hear. When they're actually there, yeah. they can't do that. That is the biggest mistake because they are spending money, but they've hired the wrong people to spend that money. Yeah. So I think that if we if we hired the correct people... Um, in the first place, like I've, I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep going on about this guy, but Lewis Campos, if we had someone like him in charge at Arsenal of all the hiring and firing and the recruitment and who absolutely knows what he's doing and is experienced in the marketplace and then you get him to actually um, be the one that actually goes out and hires a, a new manager, then that's the biggest hire that they can make. That's the biggest signing they can make. Let's forget about players. If they get hire someone like him, that would be transformational to the club. Mm. Alone what, do think, um, what do you think Arteta... I mean, assuming Arteta's not going, what can actually Arteta do to change his around? I mean, has he got to tear up his tactic book? Yeah, he's got, oh, so, yeah. he's got to work with the squad of players that he's got. Yeah. If he did, We hired him as a coach because apparently he's a fantastic coach. Now, as a coach, you've got to work with the players that you've given. The biggest big mistake making him a manager because it's taken his eye off the ball, I think, um, on the actual training pitch. So when you're a coach, you've got to get the best out of the players that you've got. So you play to their strengths. You, this is what annoyed me. And I'm not saying it was a complete mistake selling Joe Willock. But when everyone was saying, you've got to get rid of Joe Willock because he doesn't fit into the style of play. Well, when, you've, when you are des desperately crying out for goals as a team and you've got a player like Joe Willock who's banging him in for fun for a arrival up the road use him then utilize him to his strengths and, and build around a player like that you know i'm not saying he was the answer but you get my point if you've got players that are playing well mm. you utilize them mm. 
utilise them and, and build around them. Because at the moment, we've our strikers ain't playing well. So, you, but Pepe is playing fantastically. So don't stick him out on the wing, getting chalk on his boots. Put him closer to the goal. Crying out loud. Maybe playing him as a as a four two with a partner next to him. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not close to them on the pitch, but just utilise who you've got. Do you think Arteta well, allowed to play some freedom? Do you think Arteta mm. makes his mind up on players, and then that's it? Like, you know, Guendouzi um, to a degree, Willock, Torreira. He's already he's made his mind up a year ago that these players aren't going to play for him. Exactly. Without, they didn't allow any yeah. any effort they might change the way they play to adapt. Yeah. He's made his mind yeah. up. No, you're not. You're not for me. Doesn't matter what you do. Um, off you go. You know? If Tony Adams came into Arsenal at 18, like he did, and played under Mikel Arteta, he would never have had an Arsenal career. No. no. He would have been binned off and chucked in the bin and, and moved on to the next one. Plays like that. But I just, I don't think he's got any man management skills at all. And I think that if he doesn't, if he takes a dislike to you, I've, I personally, and this is really, I just I just think that he doesn't like William Saliba as a, as a person. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, he's another one. He's I made genuinely, up a year yeah. ago. Yeah. Not for me. And if somebody comes in with a reasonable amount of money for him or he can go out on loan, that's, I mean, mate, the Niles, I mean, he's another one, isn't he? he yeah. You know, that, you know, we've got half a dozen players that he's, he's pretty much been, doesn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, he doesn't where they like you. Reece yeah. Reece Nelson is another one. Doesn't yeah. fancy him, so mm. off he goes. Yeah. I don't think he particularly likes Martinelli. I think he has to play Martinelli yeah. at the moment because we're so short of players up front. Yeah. And and Martinelli's going to be binned off as soon as he as soon as he's possible to to bin him off because he hasn't done a good job in the last two games. But what everyone's forgetting is that he's not had a pre-season because he's come straight from the Olympics. And yeah, yeah, he did. So he joined. He only had one or two days training with the first team yeah. before he, he's had to play. And he's put his hand up to say, I'll play because we're short. Fair play to him. Yeah. But he's not getting any service whatsoever, as we, as we mentioned earlier. He's going to be made a scapegoat, no doubt whatsoever, straight away. I don't think he particularly likes him either. Yeah. Well, when well, we, we, look, we, we mentioned Lucas today, out, today by some chance sign a striker from somewhere, he's, he's going to get pushed down even further, isn't he? You know, Balogun, mm. Matt, yeah. you know, Martinelli are going to get pushed yeah. down. Nick Nketiah, who might go, mm. but you know, depends on the price. You know, I think there's going to be a lot happening in the next week. Oh yeah, it's going to be busy. Yeah, I think you know, I, I yeah. really hope that Nketiah, for his own career, does go to Palace under yeah. Vieira. I think it'll be a great move for him, to yeah. be honest. Mm. I mean, we mentioned well, 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 I mean, yeah. they're, they're looking at buying him for ten million. Yeah, ten million quid. Uh, I'd, I'd, yeah. For his own sake, I hope we take it. I really do. Hmm. I mean, we mentioned Rough. Lucas Taylor. I mean, he's I mean, he's come out and said, sorry, sorry, but um, Taylor's come out and said, look, I know what I said before about homesickness, but I know what I want to try again. I want to give it, I want to give it another crack. I'll, he's showing willingness to want to put aside the homesickness and things like that and what's happened previously in the last year with his mum passing away and all that. He wants to try again at Arsenal on Taylor straight. I said, no, piss off, go away. Mm-hmm. The guy's not even been able to do pre-season training. They've actually been told to stay in Madrid to do training. So he's just come back in the last couple of days into London. I mean, to talk about excluding someone. Who's, 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 who's paid the guy's wages, at least give him, 
given the given clean the preseason slate, games, you give everybody start the season, yeah. give everybody a clean slate, right? Day one. And, yeah, and this is yeah, and this is the thing he said last year, back in the oh, going into what was it the new season last season when the whole Grandoozy thing was still up in the air because it was so quick between the two end of two both seasons. Oh, it's a clean slate. Everyone's got a clean slate. Da, 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 da. Everyone's got a, got a chance to start in. Erzul Socrates and Grandoozy are isolated straight away, and when they seen it now with Saliba again. We've seen Tulea being absolutely told, "Go, no, you're not interested." And we've said Ed, Eddie and Martin that he doesn't. There's certain players he seems he doesn't like, but these are the players. I mean, with all due respect to Arteta here, if it wasn't for Martin, Martin Eddie, Smith, Rowe, Saka, and Lacazette that foursome, he wouldn't have been a job after Boxing Day. They saved his job on Boxing Day. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, they did. But he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. He doesn't. Get, he doesn't give them the thanks that they deserve, and or treat them for they, the way they deserve. And sh- before we go back to you, one because you will go address uh, Vasi's comments in the chat. But uh, Shane's asking the question: Does would, could Ten Hag do a job for Arsenal? I think he would. Long term, he'd be the perfect uh, appointment for Arsenal in one sense because he's an experienced manager. He's done what he's done at Ajax on a similar project in terms of investing in the youth and yeah, on a, on a certain budget. I think. And I put it's different, but I think he would actually be a long-term <laughs> manager for us. I think he would be the ideal one for us. Short-term would be obviously like Conte, more even more experienced. But turn hard for a long-term project going forward, I wouldn't mind that. Can he speak English? I'm not being funny. I haven't heard him speak. I think can he can. He, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, he can. I think yeah. he can. Yeah, he can. Mm. Yeah. Um, I won't be surprised because yeah, just... nearly everyone can, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, just, sorry. Just very quickly addressing Russ and uh, Russ and Melvin's comments. No, I haven't been kidnapped, fellas. You're not going to find me in the back <laughs> of the van. Um, next, next door's rubber trunch and ran out of battery, so I just had to solve that issue. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to turn around and say that I think, um, very, very simply, I don't know who we're going to get, but I know that we don't need Arteta and anything. I'd almost take Dave from down the pub over Arteta at the moment. I really would. Um, it, it's just, we look at these players, don't we? And I think it was a wonderful point you made earlier. If you went to Rogers with enough money and went, here's your project, here's your money, get on with it. I think Rogers would jump ship. No problem at all. Because at the end of the day, it's Arsenal. The Leicester, fantastic club as they are, they're not Arsenal. There's, there's, there's a certain mystique comes with that and the chance to resurrect it would be something that I think he'd be well up for. If failing that, I want to see Conte. If not, Ten Hag's fine. But at his moment in time, mate, honestly, I'd, I'd take Melvin and, and you know, and his, and his team of coaches out of his dungeon and put him in charge of Arsenal rather than have Arteta. Did you I'm see, um, did you see uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken on... Um... Yeah, no, I saw really that last night. Yesterday, saying yeah. that uh, Arteta will be sacked. Uh, they'll bring Bing in the Benga as the interim till the end of the season, and then Brendan Rodgers will join next summer. I mean, I would love that because can yeah. you imagine? I said earlier about Brendan Rodgers working with our youth players, our younger players. Can you imagine Benga playing, uh, uh, working with all our young team? Yeah, he would absolutely relish. He would relish it. Yeah, I'm telling you now, well. we would be playing great football because our, our players are, although that we've still got work to do on our team, like right back and uh, centre forward. But they'd be and playing so football, on, Andy, wouldn't they? We've still got a really good team of 
good quality players. Not world beaters at the moment, but some nope. really, really good players. And but you, any anyone at the moment could get a better tune out of them than Arteta yeah, is. I'm exactly telling that. you now. That, that's what we're coming yeah. back to, Andy, isn't it? Every single time is the recruitment may not be the be the best. The players may not be very top draw. But you know what? It doesn't matter who we buy if that bloke stays as manager of the football club. Mm. It's that mm. simple. It won't matter. Mm. We could but we could buy the greatest young talent in the world and he turn him into he turn him into dog poo in about in about one season. And can I just make a point? I want to say that I get no pleasure out of saying any of this because I was really backing no. Arteta right from the start and I desperately wanted him to succeed. I love the bloke. I absolutely did. Mm. And I've got, I've got I, I take Andy, no I'll pleasure in anything. I'm telling mm. you now that I, I did not want to be saying any of this because I desperately wanted him to succeed because if he's succeeding, then Arsenal is succeeding. But at the end of the yeah. day, what's, what's important out of all this is Arsenal. None of the players yeah. are important and none of the managers are important. It's Arsenal. No, it's the club and the people who support it are important. And it's unsustainable um, anymore. It's unsustainable it it to is. keep going down and down and down and worrying and what's even worse is worrying about pl- playing teams like Norwich and and yeah. bloody Burnley after the yeah, international break. We're, we're, away, we're yeah. worried about we're worried about West Brom because they could turn us over. And it in shouldn't a be championship. That way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying we should go and win the league, but we should not be worrying about playing teams like that because we are Arsenal, no. and it ain't good mm. enough anymore. We're a laughing stock, and it ain't, it's got to end. It's got to stop. Yeah, it has. It has, mm. and and I don't think there's anything or. You know, I I was on the other bus there, mate. I, I wanted it to succeed with Arteta. I thought it was a, a terrible appointment at the time, and I said so at the time. And, I, and I've always maintained, as, as you know, obviously as Russ would turn around and, you know, in the comments and go, oh, you know, give him time, give him time sometimes when I was having a go, you know. Uh, and Ryan will tell you, I have consistently turned around and said, under this manager with no chance of finishing top four now, he won an FA Cup, which got him in for two or three games. And yes, it took a while for people to work him out. Um, but now he's been worked out. He's got what he's got one way of playing, but he changes the system, but he doesn't change the actual way he transitions the ball forward. He's, he's mm. possession based, and we don't go keep hold of it long enough to worry anyone. And when they do get the ball off us, they're they're in and as and honestly, I tell you what I think we are at the moment even more so, is we are just a soft touch. There's mm. no steel. There's no backbone. There's, you know, you've got Tierney, who um, would make a hundred times better captain, a hundred times better than, than Xhaka. I mean, we, we've got a leader on the pitch in Xhaka who is no good. Um, we've got a manager who's no good. Where do you go from there? You know, you've got, you've got to change okay. something. Because it ain't working at the moment. I think the only thing I'm going to say is, again, that it's only game two. We've not played anywhere near our first 11. Last season, from Christmas on, I think we were we were top five, weren't we? Top six for the mm, second top, half yeah, of the season. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. A, a season has played over 38 games. Losing game run we had mm. pre-Christmas. And we'd have won the last five yeah. games of last season with the old set of players. We've now got a new set of players who haven't actually played or... So I'm, I'm prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt as we sit here right now. But it ain't long if we don't start mm. yeah, but Steve, getting results. 
there's a stat going around. Yeah. He's had what is it? Sixty? Is it sixty games he's had yeah, in yeah, charge? And he's lost twenty. He's lost twenty. Absolutely, yeah. All comps. It's just not good enough. We've got to accept that. Seven we can't keep making. We cannot keep. We can't keep making excuses for him anymore. We but can't. We can't do that. This question: You've got to give. He's he's gone about his business to, to sign a set of players. He's got COVID. Mm. He's got injury. He's. You just got to give him the benefit of the doubt for a few games at least. That's my opinion. I might be wrong. Liverpool. Liverpool last season, they literally had half of their first team out injured, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Literally, including all of their defenders. They had youth players and um, and and central midfielders as their defender defence last season. Yeah, they did. And they still pulled it. They still pulled it all together. Yeah, but they still did it. Strikers were scoring goals. We didn't have strikers scoring goals. See, whilst I commend you. I really do, Steve, and it's not being awful at all. I commend your loyalty to, to you know, giving him a bit more time. But at the end of last season, we saw, um, we, you, you know, you could see what Arteta's lack of game plan is. His terrible substitutions. His He's reliance on, yeah, but his reliance on on players who were losing his games of football. You know, um, his insistence on playing out from the back where we conceded, I don't know, 50-odd goals, but 27 of them came from playing out from the back. You know, how long do you keep going with something that's not working? And it's clearly not working. We didn't play out from the back against Chelsea. No, anyway. and we had. No. Uh, you say about Liverpool, we didn't have the ball having... long enough, Steve. <laughs> and, you, and Steve, you said about Liverpool was still scoring goals. They still had strikers that were scoring goals, and we didn't. But whose yeah. fault's that? We've got hundred million quid's worth of strikers, yeah, and none of them were. Yeah. Neither of them were scoring goals. We weren't creating anything for them, were we? We were not creating anything for our strikers. And that goes back to what yeah. I'm saying before about playing to our strengths. Why are we crossing the ball into someone that doesn't stand there? Well, we haven't got anyone to cross the ball into. But his yeah, tactics... Yeah, and Lacazette, not headers and natural no, headers of the his ball. His tactics are to cross the ball in incessantly. But we haven't got a striker to actually nod those balls in. Steve, I love what you said there when you said we, we don't have a striker to put the ball in the back of the net, but we went and spent 78 million on a goalkeeper and a defender. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, spent we spent over 100 million on our two strikers, though, wasn't it? <laughs> I know, mate, yeah. but, but Steve was saying we don't have anybody to put the ball in the net, and he was right, yeah, but then you cannot defend going and spending 78 million on a goalkeeper and a centre back when we had six at the club already. <laughs> but there's no way we were going to buy Harry Kane or uh, Lukaku, was there? No, but there's some okay. good young, young. There's some good young, really tip-top forwards in other in other leagues, mate. Um, was there's really a in Celtic at the moment, Scotland. We should have got, got the one with Leicester. Got Leicester again, great recruitment. Patson Dacker, he's yeah. going to be a great striker. Yeah, yeah. you had. You, I mean, there were plenty on show in the Euros, and mate, you know, Malin. Mm. Um, Boadu, there's some great young strikers out there, but we're not. We're just, <laughs> as I say, we're shopping in Aldi, aren't we? I mean, we're not even. I'm not saying we're shopping 
uh, you know, we'd be shopping in Waitrose, but at least Tesco's or, or Asda, but not Aldi. And, you know. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I don't, yeah. I've got no issue with the recruitment, though, Warren. I really haven't, because I don't, I'm don't. i not concerned about where we're getting them from. I'm, I, I like the fact we're getting them before they, be go, they, they become too expensive for us to get. You know, I love the Tavares signing. I love the Laconga signing. I like Laconga. I like Laconga a lot. Um, they the sort of you know, strike as, it. As, as I said before, should be getting. and you're and you're and you're wonderfully correct on that with Laconga and people like that. Erdegaard, what a steal! What a brilliant yeah, signing! Erdegaard's a great, yeah, and that's exactly it, isn't it? Yeah, you know. So why are we buying yeah. Ben yeah. White fifty million? Mm. But wouldn't Arteta have had a, had a sales pitch to these players, his dream, his vision, and they've bought into that, haven't they? They've come on board. Yeah, because it, know he's a charming man. Yeah. Mid-table, yeah. And yet they've come on board. Odegaard, he, you know. Could have, he could have sat back well, in Madrid. Yeah, Odegaard needs, needs first-team football if he wants to remain or if he wants to remain the captain. He's been told yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but he could have got that mm, elsewhere, mm. couldn't he? But he decided he wanted to come to us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's a brilliant yeah, player. I'm really, fantastic. really excited about that signing. Yeah, absolutely. Really, um... absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Odegaard's stats so he's are brilliant. The vision, and they mm. bought into him. They, they bought into his vision. Yeah. All yeah, of them have. Yeah. All of them have. He, he, he's been put down as a key figure by all the players as to why they've either re-signed or signed for us in the first place. Because then yeah, that's yeah. how he's got the job. Uh, it must be yeah, because yeah. he must be a very, very charming man, very intelligent yeah, yeah. man, yeah. yeah, and a very good Obviously. interviewer. Yeah, he must be. He must be because, to be honest, let's face it. As see, this is the lovely thing: is he may be a very charming man. Tell you what, sack Edu, put put Arteta in charge of recruitment so he can talk these players into it, and let's get a manager in. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm not being funny, these boys, must if Arteta's <laughs> if Arteta's that charming, get him as head of recruitment. <laughs> but these yeah. players have seen Arsenal play. And they, they haven't turned mm. around and said, no, not a chance, have they? They've all looked at the way we played yeah. and they still want to come back. Maybe they've sort of seen it as they can use a steeper way. They can use the name of Arsenal as a sort of a, a stepping yeah, stone. A springboard. So bigger, but, Maybe yeah. they've been showing them videos of the, the unbeaten season or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> this is two years ago. <laughs> Sorry, this is no Arsenal play. That was the 80s Arsenal. Yeah. They're showing them the tradition of 71 and also, the, you know, the unbeaten, the undefeatables. And, you know. They've shown them videos of 71 and, and 79 cup finals, you know, the cup finals and stuff like that. Yeah, and then the, the Champions League. Yeah, that's the one. Bit of Charlie George and a bit of Alan Sunderland and went, this is the tradition, boys. This is what you're coming to. And then, and then they get here and, you know, yeah. like, don't trip over the cones. <laughs> don't trip over uh, Arteta's mm. massive ego. Yeah. Because yeah, this, is, this is the other thing that gets me is we've got, Good young players, and what I said earlier on is that we should be getting them to a stage where they're learning off much better players or, or top top players. So Martinelli should be learning his craft off a of a, of a really good striker. Um, Smith Rowe should be learning his craft off a, off an exceptional centre midfielder. Ben Ben White, if you like, should be learning his craft off a guy who was probably worth fifty or sixty or seventy million. Um, you know, and, and things like this. And you just see, I feel sorry for the younger players because they shouldn't yeah. be put in this position where their hopes are all carried, where the hopes of the club is all carried by them because the likes of Willie and David Louise, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Jacker, 
are all um, you know we're all on big fat checks and and did nothing leading this football club mm. and it no. shouldn't be down yeah. to the youngsters and that's wrong no and that's no. the thing I mean people saying this about us showing fight yesterday and I was like, no, I'm sitting there I'm sitting I'm on the train reading it all on the way back to my brother was out the only fight we saw was from our youngsters from the Lakanga, mm. from Tierney from Martinelli um and that, that sort of vehicle, the, the granite jackers of this world, and all the ones that the Burton, they're doing nothing. That's exactly the because of the, the going by, by. That's why I'm so excited about the recruitment because we're buying the right people, not only at the right time in their career, like I said before, we couldn't afford them, but because Arsenal is a massive club to them to go to, and they they are going to be trying so hard for the badge and fighting so hard mm. for the badge because mm. they really want to succeed at Arsenal mm. rather than buying Willian, who actually sees Arsenal as a step down because of all the trophies he's been winning yeah. down the road. He thinks fund, that it's a retirement fund and they've got no hunger. Exactly. You need to buy players with so, hunger. Yeah, well, have you seen, I don't know if you've seen today. I, I don't know if you've been photoshopped or not, but uh, Chelsea put the tweet out on their, on their, on um, the post oh, out yeah, on their yeah. Instagram and Twitter. About, yeah, uh, about being about the full time result. Imagine not being Chelsea, and he's liked it. Apparently, yeah, I don't, it wasn't Photoshop. I mean, you're, you're, but in your this is something I don't, I don't know if it is or not. But it's just in case people come in the comment box later and go, it was Photoshop. It was Photoshop. Da, 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 da. I doubt it, but still, to say I'm just covering my ass here. Um, imagine I'm, I'm, this is a, he's employed by our club, and he's doing that. I mean, I know there's obviously <laughs> for bits as I was saying about the Corinthians, but. Either way, we're still paying as a payment fucking wage. How dare he? If I've seen yeah. that now, if I'm on tell anyone in that club, I'm I'm hauling him into the office tomorrow morning, not today, if not, if not today, tomorrow fucking morning, and docking him my mum's wages for that. How dare you? I'm a great believer in... Um, I think William was signed as a, a bit of a stopgap, you know, because I think that the, the, the plan yeah. with some oh, younger players, he doesn't fit into that category any way, shape or form, does no. he? I think he, he was brought in. He was meant to be that experienced player to help. Yeah. 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 yeah he was meant yeah, to be that. Yeah. What, he did, what he did was cruise, cruise around the pitch for 21 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, he scored like <laughs> scored one season. Yeah. Scored, scored one, one goal all season. <laughs> and the other thing is a stopgap shouldn't be for three years. No. And that's how long well, he's. Yeah. Another and and the stop yeah. gap isn't isn't twenty twenty one million pounds or twenty four million pounds worth of wages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I'm yeah, not going to get into it. Over the years, have spent money on players. You think, what the hell? You know, there's been players mm, in English know. history. We think, what the hell was that all about? Mm. You know. I mean, I was banging on. I was banging on, and what Mark Greenish put there, I was banging on. Uh, and Ryan will tell you, kept banging the drum mm. for Declan Rice, Declan Rice, Declan Rice. If he costs eighty million, go and buy him, Declan Rice. Because again, there's a player who would leave West Ham because it's Arsenal. You know, Declan Rice. And, and, I'm, and I'm going like this, and you see him in the Euros, and he, I thought he was magnificent. And when they took him off. When they took him off against Italy, I thought the whole game changed because Verratti just got all the time in the world on the ball then. Um, but mm. Declan Rice, for me, was exactly the sort of centre midfielder or, or defensive midfielder I want to see. He was, you know, even when he's in an England shirt or a West Ham shirt, he's bossing players all over the pitch. Give it there. Give it here. We'll pass it over there. Now give it to me. You know, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to see, I don't mm. want to see a Granite Jacker throwing 
And I still haven't forgiven him for chucking all his toys out the frame. And you just see him, and he's, if he can't stop someone, he's not mobile. If he can't, if he can't stop someone legally, he'll, he'll end up getting sent off, and he'll get a ball away for. He'll give away three or four games a year by doing something absolutely dumb. And what does he give you going forward? Absolutely sweet, Fanny Adam. You know why are we why are we giving this guy a new contract? What the fuck is going on? If you um, <laughs> if you actually laid out, you know, if you actually laid out all our players in our squad versus all the West Ham players in their squad, you know, you'd have a good argument that a lot of our yeah. players are probably more technically gifted, more skillful, more exciting, yeah. better players than a lot of the West Ham mm. players. But they play as a team. They know exactly yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're really frightening going forward at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Look at, and look, look at, at look, look at us on Sunday. Look, look at us on Sunday. Got, We're absolutely clueless. Look at who they've got up front. Mm. And he, Antonio, I mean, yeah. where do they bunk? Yeah, they got him from. Was it Forest? I think it was Forest. Yeah. Forest, yeah. He's just. But he's, a he's what, 30, 31 now. But I'll tell you what, they're utilising him. This is what I'm on about earlier. They're utilising him to his strengths and they are building around yeah. him. And he is frightening. I'll yeah. tell you now, I would have taken him to the Euros as a, as a bit of a, a last 20-minute thing in case we were losing for England. Mm. I actually mentioned yeah. that. Uh, he he I mean, runs. He's better than either of our def- uh, forwards. Yeah, the same with Mark. Yeah. He's I mean, better than any of our here. forwards or 100, 100 odd million between them. Don't get me wrong, Andy. Um, you know, I know he can't finish. He's, you know, somebody said the other day you got seventy million pound uh, feet, but seventy pence finishing. But you see what Adama Traore did to Tottenham, what he did to those down the road. He tore them pieces. Yeah, well, where's our guys doing yeah. that? He's got no end product whatsoever at all. No, people go on. But, people go on about Pepe, but at least Pepe got sixteen goals last yeah. season. But you, you um, turn around and you say, don't you? When you, all you do is you get it into his head that. Yeah, I'll pass it to our striker once you get in the box. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's not rocket science, but you know, you see that guy going past people, and it lifts you out of your seat. I haven't mm. seen anything in a, quite a while that's lifted me out of my seat when mm. when we're playing. This is the thing I'm making talk about. No, no, he's no. literally cuts you know, in and down the wing. I mean, he did it against Chelsea. He beat two players, yeah. rushed racing down the ring, and his only option was to, to turn backwards, wasn't it? When he got there, yeah, yeah, he came inside. You know, he couldn't whip the ball in because one, we didn't have anybody <coughs> keeping up with him. No. And he used his right foot anyway. Yeah. So defenders yeah. just, you know, keep moving him inside, and every now and again, mm. he bends one into the top corner, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. But it's not yeah, yeah. Because he needs no. to be closer to the goal because he's quite deadly in front yeah. of the goal. Funny, mm. we need to actually recognise that and have him floating, yeah. Have him closer, yeah, rather than having chalk on his boots mm. non-stop and being left alone with no support. Yeah. You see, there, nice. Someone's put a video together of him yesterday, saying that he's got no support, and it was just showed you exactly what I mean. Like he gets yeah. the ball, beats two players, and then he looks around, and he's literally got no one to pass to, which is why he has to pass no sideways. Nothing, or back no, again. Yeah. no one, no yeah. one at all. Yeah. No, literally, or was it Cedric? As I was saying, though, it's well. a transition no of the ball forward, no isn't nothing. it? Yeah. It's a transition well, of the ball saying, forward. It's ponderous. It's absolutely ponderous. It's yeah. so slow, they, they just have time to get back and get organised. Mm. And, and that, the there it is. If you're always looking forward, isn't it? Lakonga and Partey, the two players that tend to look forward rather than sideways. Mm. Yeah, yeah. From what I've seen I mean, so far of Lukonga, he, he does look like he wants to get forward with look, the ball. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I was talking about the season. He's got a 99% conversion 
but most of them are five yards sideways. Yeah, it's no good, is it? I mean, mm. I've I've watched I've watched exactly. that guy Camavinga, the guy that we were going to go in for, that we were interested in, and I've watched him play a lot. Neil, yeah, and you know, every time he gets the ball, you just think, go on, son. You know, he mm. excites you. He, he he gets you off your seat, and he, you know, you just think, oh, what a pass that was. You know, and he's only young. Um, and that's what I don't understand. You know, we've been crying out, haven't we, for for two, a couple of good midfielders in mm. there to go with maybe Partey. And, you know, now we've got Odegaard, but he's more of an attacking midfielder. But, I mean, as a, as a defense, you know, as a midfield three, you know, could you imagine, you imagine the difference had we gone and got, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Gravenberg from uh, Ajax, who, who looks a fantastic young young talent, Camavinga and a Declan Rice to sit in with them. Imagine those three in a minute. We'd be purring, you know, because they'd be mm. creating all sorts. You know, they've got, they've got non-stop engines. They're, they're, they're busy. They're, they're forward thinking. Rice, a perfect pivot in the middle for them. You know, and what have we got? What have we got in the middle? <laughs> would, you get, would you get that yeah. with Arteta coaching them, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that point, Steve. But then again, isn't it? Yeah. As, as I was saying yeah. earlier, hoist yeah, with my own noose, really. Yeah, yeah. If they're not coached properly, then. I mean, you're saying every, about. Every you... good players we turn into average players down the years. Camavinga's 18. Could you, yeah. you imagine what everyone would say? Camavinga bringing him in at 18. And well, he's not the finished product. He's only 18. No. Blah, blah, blah. You're getting people moaning about that as well because he's yeah. too young. But he's too got no fear, Andy. You're going to put no all fear this. In. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. We've got everyone. How many times have you heard people saying, well, Saka's only 19, but we're, yeah. all, we're all relying on him to do this and he's only 19. Mm. ESR's only yeah. 20. We're relying on him to do this. And then you bring in yeah. an 18 year old. Oh, we're relying on an 18 year old now to drag us through. It's, but, you can but, just tell what we're bring him in. Bring him in with someone like, well, that's what I'm saying. Bring him in with somebody like Wright alongside him, you know, who's bossing mm. players, telling people where to go, where to pass. Hundred million pound they want from Rice, Fine, pay it, pay it. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being funny. It's not like we haven't got the money because we have, right? Anybody who can spend a billion pound on his American football team has got a hundred million to spare for Declan Rice. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, you don't see that from Jacker, do you? Where, where do you see him going? Pass it there. Come here. Give the ball to me. Move it there. You know, Tierney bollocked him the other day, the other day, and he just turned his back on him. Zip saying, "Well, I don't care. I've got a new contract." And and, and Steve Steve hoist me with my own petard. There, he's absolutely right. There's no point buying Declan Rice where we've got that prick as a manager. Because <laughs> Declan, Declan, Declan Rice, would be, two 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 years down the line, Declan Rice would be playing for Watford. Yeah. Oh dear! I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go for it, but I think. The only sort of thing I can say about going back to yesterday was maybe the game could have changed for us in fortunes in the first half, and we should have we should have had a penalty. Saka got Saka got thrown to the floor like a piece of meat, basically. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. By Reese James got got chipped, got pushed. You name it. VAR checked it. No, no penalty. I mean, but yet literally, Daddy Daddy Ali that same day runs and jumps into the Wolves goalkeeper and gets a penalty. You change yep. direction. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Direction. Yeah. To take the goalkeeper. Yeah. Gets a penalty. How does that work? Yeah. I've got oh, a, yeah, we we had one against Brentford as well. 
Brentford against us. We yeah, should have got... a penalty against Brentford with, against um, Balogun. Yes, well. we should. Mm. We should. Yeah. Now, I've yeah. got to say this, Ryan. As a referee, um, I'm going to say... Yeah, mention that before, was it? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I did quite a deep... Yeah. Hmm. Okay, sorry, mate. I'm joking, um, I'm joking, mate. I'm giving, I'm giving the penalty against Brentford. I'm not giving Arsenal the penalty against Chelsea, and I'm not giving Deli Alley a penalty either. The only one, the only one that was a penalty for me is the one we had against Brentford. The one with James and Saka, I'm not giving, and I'm certainly not giving the Deli Alley one. Hmm. Russ, there's no agenda, mate. We, you know what? You need, you need to go to spec savers as well, then, mate. You blind ref, yeah. Steve. It, right. Steve, you're on mute. <laughs> Steve, you're on mute. By the way, sorry, I was going to say, you should blame Holding there for missing the the header from six yards. Oh, <laughs> do you know, do you know what, yards. Steve? Yeah, Steve, you can't blame Holding, and I'm going to give okay. you a really good reason why. That is the first time I've ever seen Holding win a header in a box. He'd not go 20 yards over Any the ball. ball. <laughs> well, exactly. When he's defending, he doesn't manage to get off the ground, mate. So it probably he got about two foot in the air. He probably got two foot in the air, mate, and thought, shit, I'm, I'm up a bit high here. No, he was two foot in the air. He was heading the ball and he was doing his acceptance speech for man of the match. That's what he was doing. <laughs> What's the floor? I mean, oh, it's all we've dear. got left, isn't it, boys? Because <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we're going to get I mean, exactly we, could, we could get abs- we could get absolutely pumped by City. <laughs> we, we oh yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, that was Chelsea. Out of, not even as we said earlier, that was Chelsea not even getting out of first third gear. So no, exactly. Man City, we saw what well, Man City did tonight. Just I mean, no, it's a different. Yeah. In, in the proper system, I don't get, don't get twisted. But again, they didn't have to get out of first gear for that game. Yes, yeah. but they did that to the only side that at the moment I'm confident will beat. <laughs> we say that. I, I said that last night. I said, yeah. but it's going to. I say <laughs> this now. If I can come two weeks' time, boom. We only just beat <sighs> them uh, in our first season. Lukaku, though, yeah. That header from Lukaku that Lena somehow got a hand to him for the bar. I mean, that oh, what a save. Yeah. But too late, but it's a good save. Yeah. Unbelievable save. Yeah. Yeah, again, I've said to my brother and I've said to others as well. My only, my only criticism of Leno as a goalkeeper, yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic shot stop. He makes these fantastic saves. It's is his distribution. If it's if it's playing out from the back by, with his feet or holding on to the ball yeah. too long, we're trying to attack. He holds on too long. He takes too long. Full stop. And they were there, yeah. literally two 0 down, fifty fifth, like fiftieth minute of start the second half. And he's just he runs up, he runs up the edge of the box and stops and waits for like ten seconds to wait everyone to hold everyone to get back in, including the opposition to get back in position and go. Okay, there you go. Now, now you can have the ball. Brian, Ryan, I just, just need to chew Russ. He should have cut out that cross to Lukaku. He had enough time because he yeah. had, you know sixty thousand yeah. people knew where that yeah. ball was going to go. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't anticipate the ball coming across the box. Mm. You know, Ryan, I yes. just need I just need to chew Russ out for a second. Russ, I'm not covering oh, for my mate. <laughs> let's let's give you the law here. The law states in the opinion of the referee. So very very simply, whilst you might have your opinion, and it's valid in the pub and at night time with your missus and down the road be your mate. The referee makes a decision on the field in his opinion. Sorry, bud. 
but your opinion's absolutely worthless. <laughs> and VIR aren't turning it over, are they? Is that their ruling? Yeah, they're no, they're not. No. Yeah. no, that's that's the one thing VIR is being used badly yeah. for. Because when yeah, the referee then, makes a mistake in a prem and they're not elite because of the the howlers they keep making, they're covering for them because they're not mm -hmm. pulling them up on it and they should be. It's a great system, VAR, but it's being used appallingly to protect referees. Steve literally just took the words out of my mouth. Literally, yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Leno is a jacker of goalkeepers, not quick enough, <laughs> not quick enough mentally, and that's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. He he stutters. He he just takes too long to make those decisions, which yeah. that is the, what affects his distribution. And he puts his defenders or his midfielders under real pressure to take a ball in really tight spaces. And that's the big problem with Leno, is that he doesn't think quickly enough. And that's exactly what I was thinking before uh, Steve stole my thunder there in, in the chat. chat Sorry, which is exactly right, mate. You know what to do, Andy. You know what to do, mate. We've got, we've mm. got to take these players who are not shaping up and we've got to stick them in Melbourne's dungeon for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That'll sort them out. I'm, I'm going to read part of this coming out, Terry. I can't read part of it because everyone will get me in trouble. <laughs> for the audio listeners, yeah, you'll, you have to come over to the channel and find out what I mean. But yeah, Terry <laughs> says, we have tried this youth system, youth project twice before and it's failed. The rest I'm not going to say. <laughs> you get me in a lot of trouble, that is... Terry. That, that's shocking, mate. But uh, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just... before you I'm going to just really try quickly clear something up in the uh, in the chat because who was it? Just going to go back forward as well. Another uh, mm. second. Leon Leon Chordo is about just talking about Odegaard. I really want to quickly um, just sort of say something there, and it was also going back to uh, Hayler's comment saying, "Can anyone tell me why Arsenal was so bad the first half of last season, and why there was a good second half of the season?" And it, because of the both link. And Smith Rowe is a major, major part of it, but also Odegaard. Mm. And the reason mm. why I said Odegaard is so important to us and exactly what we need. Mm. He's He's like the going to be the oil in the engine, really, with regards to the midfield. He is what we desperately need to link the midfield and the attack. He's not there to yeah. score loads of goals and actually make loads of assists. No. He's always going to be the one that's like doing the pre-assist, if you like, to put it into the the, the the front three. And that's why it's so important to link those two parts of the pitch and the fact that he's an incredible leader on the pitch as well. He's got no issue yeah. ordering people about, regardless of what their name is on the back of their shirt, it doesn't matter to him. He's like the one that's organising everything and telling everyone where to go. And that's what we desperately, desperately miss. And that's why he's so important. And that's why he will make an instant impact. But also, mm. that we were so good in the second part of last season because of that help that he gave us, as well as Smith Rowe coming into the team and linking up so well. And that's why it's Andy. so stupid that the old players who are making livings as pundits and saying that, him coming in is going to affect Smith Rowe is absolutely ridiculous because they they actually um, work together really, really well. One last point, sorry, Warren, is that don't bloody judge Odegaard on four months with us last season. Four months no. he's had with yeah. us. He had, to, he had to integrate within the team. And for half of that four months as well, he was bloody injured. He went out on international duty, yeah. rolled his rolled his ankle, and he was never the same again afterwards. So don't judge him on those four yeah. months. But 
within those four months, we did still see the difference he can make in knitting our team together. And we're so reliant on attacking from the left. He, he actually, by him coming in, allows us to attack through the middle as well by getting, like, Tom, when Thomas Partey's fit, and now we've got the conga, they will be able to link up extremely well to actually being able to open up the other areas of the pitch for us so that we're not constantly tacking down the left. So that is why mm. he is exactly what we need. We're not bringing him in mm. just to make goals and assists. It's to, it's to everything else that he can offer and his leadership. Mm. And I'll, I'll just get off my mm. soapbox now. There you go, Andy. Well, 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 for you. I've got a thing for you. Let's leave let's leave Xhaka on the bench. Let's have party and Lukonga in the in the as the DMCs. And let's play. Try this on for size. Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Saka as a three in behind Pepe up front. Sorry, say that again. I wasn't listening. I was just reading on the, the comments. I do apologise, Warren. Say that again. Partey, Partey and the Conga as the two defensive midfielders. Yeah, mm. one passing and one, one to, obviously, you know, it's not a great line, yeah. Thing that it ain't going to happen, though, Rod. It ain't going to happen. Hang on, hang on. And then Odegaard, Odegaard, Smith, Rowe, and Saka as the three behind Pepe up front. It'll be lovely, mm. mate, but it's all hypothetical because Xhaka is going to play and not Lukonga. Mm. I would love that. Mm. And that's, I would love and that's wrong. Like that. no, it's be, it is wrong. No, it's it is be, wrong. Xhaka um, and El Nenny against City. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Will Abba's on toast. God, chew us up here. <laughs> Do you know what? Jacker would actually be quite a good player for City. He actually would. Mm. And to replace Fernandinho, because Fernandinho doesn't have to do hardly any running. No, because everyone and else does it for him. Yeah. Exactly. And he would only have to basically just stay in a few, but within about 20 square Yard area in their pitch, and and they were interested in him. Don't forget, before we actually bought him, they were interested. Actually, yeah, I I hope Man City are going to bring a lot of condoms. Yeah, (laughs) the symbols in the chat saying "Good evening, panel." Uh, Apparently, Josh has been has given us five games. Apparently, to sort things out. I don't know if that's true or not. Apparently, his room is obviously to take a pinch of salt. Don't get too excited and all that. Give him five games to, to Arteta to get one win and then his job safe for another three years. <laughs> Pretty much. And Halo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 five games yeah, well, probably after, just got to be, got be realistic, guys. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've messed up. We're going for you know, an hour and 45 minutes now. We'll start wrapping things up because I know Steve's got things to do as well. And We've got to stop repeating ourselves, and I think that's an audio listener. Yeah. So they get pissed off. But at the end of the day, yeah. mate, if they've given if they've given him seventy eight, no, I hope you're right, Andy, and I hope Steve's right in that they're mm. just buying the players, and then eventually you're going to replace the manager. But I, I've got to say, mm. if they're giving him eighty ninety million to spend or hundred million to spend, uh, it almost looks like they're going to give him another year. Well, that's if that's five. If what the assembled saying in the chat is true, probably that things up here about the five games. If that's including Wednesday's game as well and this weekend <coughs> coming, that's what the <laughs> Norwich game, Burnley, and then Tottenham. So between now and the North London derby's got basically. If a, if, like, we, if we're including the these next two coming up, if we are, if we if we got sensible people, we've already got Conte lined up and Mikel Arteta's got five minutes to pack his bags. Yeah, I, I mean, there's very much Conte West Ham game as well. 
Mm. I'll take it with mm. the massive, massive pinch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depending, 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 depending on where the rumours come from, though. Depending yeah. on where it's come from. Yeah. You know, where, where does Arteta go next? No one will touch him. He'll go, he'll go no back to being a coach. Work. He'll go back he'll to being a coach. Probably yeah. back at Man City. <laughs> probably mm. back at Man City. Yeah. He'd go to Man City because um, Guardiola will need somebody to iron his jumpers and put the cones out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, where can well, we're going to stop wrapping things up? Steve, where can people find you on your socials and all that? And obviously, we'll be uh, back during the week Twitter. for the next podcast. Uh, Steve1886 on Twitter. That's where I'm most of the time talking mm-hmm. rubbish. Well, you, you say that, I think you talk with a lot of sense of. <laughs> <laughs> compared to most of the years. When we give him chance to. At least he doesn't jump into a car and rant like Lee Gunner used to do back in the day every time we lose a game. If you know, you know. Somebody did that on Sunday, didn't they? Yeah, Somebody did, on our yeah that's what we were referring to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dumped, I saw that. Screaming scream, like a banshee, wasn't he? Yeah, every time we lose, every time he loses, he does, his, his person does the exact same thing, the exact same wording. At the exact same time, second minute, everything. It's not a script, and it's Andrew's mentioned it earlier about the last couple of hours. Don't I'm fed up. I, I get fed up with people complaining about this person because you shouldn't give why you give them the attention because you'll retweet, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't give him any oxygen. You're yeah. quick retweeting his clip, you're giving the you're giving him what he wants, so he's gonna keep coming back and back and back. I'll just say, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure podcasting with you. For the first time, you've been excellent. Just yeah. go if you need to go, just go. Don't have to wait for us to wrap up. Steve, once again, I reiterate that it's been great. No one wants their missus going after them, so uh, just go. <laughs> I want to watch the game tomorrow. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah, oh, bloody honest. See you later. Take care. Let's see you later, Steve. I knew that he was oh, getting. To yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. That's why I tried to speed things up a bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, it's going look at just briefly. Well, so we're wrapping things up there. But briefly, just t- touching on the cup game on Wednesday. Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday. Yeah. <sighs> it's we away get, from home as well. Do, as, we it's, as, over, as Andrew, as Andrew said, they, they start. They've got a new manager as well. They started off well. What, mm-hmm. did they, they beat Sheffield United, didn't they, the other day, as, over the yeah, weekend? Over the weekend of last week. They're flying, if, mate. Do we have any... Is there any hope of us putting a... Yeah, I, I mean, there's always, there's always hope that... There's always hope, because if that is the absolute truth, then there's going to... one. Two, well, you're going to get one or two things, if that's the absolute truth that we've just heard there, about Arteta's got five games to save his job. Mm. The players mm. are going to respond in one or two ways. They're either going to go out and they're going to produce a really good performance and beat West Brom 3 0, 3 1, something like that. But if they're the other way, and I think that might be the case, we'll, e- we'll either lose to West Brom by the odd goal or they'll dump us out on penalties. And I think yeah. I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few players treading water waiting. Because at the mm. end of the day, it's, it's, always, it's always easier to replace one manager than it is 11 players. Yeah, and if they're not well, playing always, for him, you'll yeah. find out whether they're playing for him on Wednesday night. Well, I think we've seen it in the last over, over pre-season, and especially, I mean, I know we've been under strength and the injuries and COVID and all that. Like, but when it comes to COVID, yeah. I'm like, again, 
last winter when Man City, Tottenham, I think Everton and Norton Villa all had a bit of an outbreak in their respective clubs. Yeah. I didn't see them all fucking Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. didn't have a centre-back for most of the season. Yeah, I didn't see them. I didn't see them, them at that moment. They still finished in the top four. That. I didn't see them teams respectively go, go through all that at the same time. And their performance is completely nosedive. Yeah. I've, got, I've Look, got a question again, for you, Ryan. If, if we lose six centre-backs, right? And we ended up with oh, Partey and Jacker playing as centre backs. Do you think we'd have qualified for the Champions League? <laughs> oh God, you've got Xhaka in defence. Jesus Christ! Yeah, exactly. Well, put me you know, in. I'm, so, not exactly, I'm not exactly uh, in better shape. I'll do a better job. I've, I'd actually move faster yeah. than him. He needs an <laughs> athlete. Oh, I mean, but I mean, Andrew, you're going to the game. So, how are you feeling about this on Wednesday? <clears throat> Nervous. I, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm not going, I just, I expect us to win because anything less is, is just not acceptable. And I expect him to take it as seriously as he did the game on Sunday against Chelsea. Well, that's not saying a lot, is it? But what I mean is, I don't want him to underestimate them. I want him yeah. to go and put a load go, of kids out. Go and try his best to get a good win. Honest. Put it's good team you can, yeah, yeah, and get get a bit of belief back in well, the fans well, and well, the players. May as well put the strongest team out because no, no, sure no, no. Like I said earlier, top four. I'm not accepting anything less from him. I'm te- like I said yeah. earlier, right at the beginning of the show, he has got to go full strength for every single game he plays this season, because yeah. there's no reason why not to. Because every single player in that it's squad should be should be. At the elite level that they are should be available to play 50 games a season. Yeah, which, fit as a butcher's dog. And we've got no more than that this season. That's if we get to every final and both cup competitions because we're only playing for two cup competitions. We're only playing for those two bits of silverware. So he's got to go out and play full strength in every single game because yeah. if the players aren't fit enough to play both cup competitions and the league, a maximum of 45 yeah. to 50 games then what's happening at the training station what's happening with them Mm. they should be so I'm not expecting anything less than a full full strength team I'm not expecting anything less than a win and I tell you what if he loses tomorrow forget five games he should go after tomorrow's match yeah I totally agree with you on that one he should not get on that coach back they just just go his separate ways back Mm. home and uh, get someone else your plane ticket bugger off yeah, I mean, Emmy's asking me. Are you back? I was I was back yesterday. I did a vlog. Uh, I say a vlog. It's half hearted in the end because I can't be art in the end. But yeah, it was it, it wasn't it wasn't full full because there were lower t- lower t- lower tier was round, but upper tier there was gaps. Yeah. There was yeah. gaps in the upper tier where people was. But I've said, obviously said last night in my other stream as well that I'm at a point now. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to pay you anymore. Like, I don't want to go anymore. I don't enjoy going to the games home or away because of what I'm seeing. And I'd rather not waste my what, what a, my money is on something done. Was if I was enjoying it, but we're still if I was enjoying the way we play, there was something about it, to enjoy about a style of play or something like that to get me excited yeah. at least. We'd have gone out there and know what fair enough, and a hell of a game. But we'd have gone out there and lost no, four three and hell of a game, right? The, yeah, the key thing is as I've been making comparisons the last few weeks is. He, Arteta's been in charge for nearly 20 months, nearly 20 months now, just shy of 20 months a year. We have no style of play. We can't, there's no style to our play, Absolutely. basically. 
the Arsenal women have just hired a new manager, and look how and look how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sublime football. The thing this, is, this guy's a busted flush, mate. What mm. what we've got to cling on to, and someone's put in the highlight there. How did Leicester and Liverpool do what they did? What I think what what happens is as well is you, you have to get a bit of luck. Like Leicester did brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I mean, yeah. Ranieri's never done that in. He's not the greatest manager in the world, is he? What he had, though, nope. was a team that all peaked at bought the same time. Yeah. They all were in And they bought into him as well. They were a family. You know, they would have done anything yep. for each other. Yep. They, would never, they were very lucky with injuries. And mm. they just blossomed together. They all, they, they all had that... I mean, drink water done that moment since he's gone the same time. They all had that perfect moment at the same time, yeah. and it just drink worked. Water's done nothing. It just worked. And what mm. we've got to cling on to is that because of the the players that we're buying and we're collect, we're sort of gathering together now are all of a similar age. They're all hopefully, hopefully, going to be bonding really well. They're going to have a mm. lot in common. They're going to be friends. They're going to build that sort of family group mentality uh, together and blossom at the same time. And then once you've got that and you're lucky with injuries and things like that, then anything can happen because you've got that yeah. belief, you've got that sort of family mentality, you've got that mm. we can do anything together mentality. And that's why it's so good bringing together a lot of players out yeah. the youth team at the same time as well because they've got that already. Yeah. So if you're I've lucky, got a question you, can, for you. You, you can just get lucky that one season where everything clicks and everything comes right. I've got a big question for you then. Knowing what we know, and uh, say Arteta only has got four or five games, do you think the players might get together? I'm not saying they would, but is there a possibility that at some clubs this would have happened, I think, is that the players get together and go, should we just just down tools for the next five games and then we'll start playing once we get rid of this clown? I Mm. I do think it happens. I don't sure know whether we've got happened. to that stage. I don't think we've got to that stage with Arteta because I, yeah. think, I think a lot of the younger players, especially... I think we'll find out on Wednesday on that one. I, I genuinely I think that they love him. I think they... I just think what it's it, somebody... They love, the, they love what he talks about, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. But like I say, they should be... Really, you should put him in charge of recruitment. Mm. Get Erdu out of there. Put him in charge of recruitment if he can talk people into that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. you know, and, and let Conte or Brendan Rodgers, I mean, if Brendan Rodgers, if we've got, you know, rather than spend, this is, this is for me, rather than spend 50 million on Ben White and 28 million on um, Aaron Ramsdale, how about we just have taken that 78 million and gone to Brendan Rodgers? Here you go, son. Five-year I know. Contract. I know. I mean, I mean seriously, I, I would. I would have been over the moon compared to what we've done there. I know. But, I mean, like Hyler again. You know, putting some great points. A load of people mm. like Leon, Leon Chordo and yeah. Hyler. They're putting some great comments in tonight. Thank you ever so much mm. for both of you. And um, but Le- Leicester bought Golo Conte for eight point one million. I don't even think it was yeah. that, was it? I don't. It was, and, that, and, it was actually. That, it was actually six. It was six point four plus add-ons to take. And I think that indeed, am I not wrong? I think I thought Didi came through their youth system. 
But they didn't I buy him. Know, they, him so they could buy him, yeah. They they did. Yeah, no, they bought they bought him, yeah. but it, again, it was add-ons that took it up to that. Price. I'm totally, totally hold my hands up. I thought that he'd come through but, from the youth. But, you know, this uh, is setup. this is this is a thing again, isn't it? That you look at you look at the players, and again, we're going. It doesn't matter who we buy. Go and go and break the bank and go and get Rogers or get Conte because he's out of contract or whatever. Mm. Um, but you know, spend the money, go and get Brendan Rogers. We'll get top four every year, at least. Might do even better. Yeah, Genk. Yeah, Genk got informed. Yeah, no, I, I totally hold my hands up. I, I, um, I did in my you know what? somewhere. Mm. I must be thinking. If we get a Brendan else. Rogers or a Conte, at least the football will be better to watch. Well, exactly. I mean, there's a, there's an interview with uh, Conte and Henri when, when Conte was at Chelsea, and Conte basically said, "Look, everyone has a chance to play, in, and all that jazz, all that, what you were saying, all that." But yeah. if one ma- one man decides he wants to try and upset the apple cart and try to stir the pot, he'd rather kill him and he'd rather kill him than let him play, continue playing at the club. I think he's obviously referring to Diego Costa because Diego Costa tried doing that in the second yeah. se- in Conte's second season. He's like, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather actually me physically kill him than. And that's a type yeah. of attitude I want in a manager that someone that's like, as soon, soon yeah. as someone steps out, steps out of line, bang, you're, you're gone. Yeah. That sort of George Graham esque guy. No, 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 no. You have your job's this. Anything else? You try causing an issue. Well, Ferguson was like that. He was ruthless. Look away with Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp, too much Lee, of a party animal. Ferguson, Ooh. bang, out the door. I mean, not just Lee Sharp. It was man. a wake up call to the other, uh, the other but, United players who were getting yeah. a bit silly. Like, um, Giggs boy, was a bit of a party he, boy at the time. At the time, yeah. Uh, Lee, that was it, Lee Sharp. Um, uh, yeah, Stan. Name? Apps, yep. Yep, stand out of nowhere. Mm. Just yep. David uh, Beckham, Cole Beckham, yep. York. One he argument on the training ground, bang, gone. But yeah, but Berbatov literally in his last season was a top goal scorer because it got dropped from the Champions League final. Had a kick off. Next thing you know, he was sold. Mm. Good call. There's, there, no, there's no bullshit. Yeah. But um, Emily's call. asking in the chat, how does how does Edu keep surviving when everyone else at, in the board mm-hmm. level is getting taken is being sat basically? Like Val all got given given the heave last year. Edu's not. I, I can't say too much against him really, because <laughs> this this summer is the first one on, on his own getting the job done, isn't it? The only thing I'd say against him at the moment is getting the players out. Mm. Um, however, that's a we all know that that's a there's some very, very strong mitigating circumstances yeah. at the moment to try and get mm. any kind of decent see, money from people. But you see that's, me, that's, when, that's, when they came in for Jacker, Randy, Roma came in for Jacker. Fucking hell, I'd let him go to the top. And... Absolutely. That's yeah. what I would just get, that's what just I mean. get his wages off yeah. the books. That's what I said about the only criticism I've got is getting the players out at the moment because I, I yeah. think yeah. he's doing a good job getting the players in. But you know what still, helps with that? Still, um, too, yeah, early too days. soft. Yeah. Do you know what helps with that? When you turn around as a manager, and this is, again, this is a fault of Arteta's, he obviously likes Jacker or wants to keep him about for whatever reason. But me, I'll call Jacker in and go, look, Roma have come in for you. And mm. I think this might not be a bad thing for you because you've got absolutely no future at this football club. Yeah. Mm. And tell him straight. Well, it seemed like and he accepted that, it as well because he was literally twerking yeah. from after yours. All, all of a sudden. He was literally on social media going, well, hey, come on, bring on Roma, yeah. new project and all that. You know, just and here we are. Still, and 
that makes you think. How do you, how do you give somebody the Alteta doesn't want him to go? Yeah, yes, but how do you how do you give somebody who does that and has thrown the the shirt down and the armband and all the rest of it? How do you give somebody standards. like that a new contract? It, to it's double standards from this yeah. no you know non negotiables. Yeah, that's what's He's got his favourites, mate, and that's mm. it. It's as simple as that. You he, know, definitely, he didn't want him to go. In yeah, terms of when Doozy uh, at the door, Edu behaved twice as badly and still here. Mm. In terms of what Mateo says in the chat about Conte, only one year at Chelsea and then the second season was a bit more difficult, two years at Inter. The second, the reason why only two years at Inter is because the, at the end of last season when they won the uh, Serie A, the owners went to him and said, "Financially, we we have to sell some of our best players here. We can't we can't, we can't guarantee them the money we just from ourselves. We'll go back yeah. into reinvestment." So just he was like, uh, "I can't, I can't, I can't be, I can't stay at this project. And I can't risk my own reputation no. and see, see a downfall, be part of a downfall, that's, basically." That's what puts me off him, to be honest with you, because I I, th I think we need the Rogers type who will play, mm. who will work with the yeah. players that we've got, the mm, young yeah. players, and get the best out of them. Because we're not getting the best out of our players at the moment, and mm. we're not going to be able to, to keep up Joneses down the road. You know, Chelsea, Man City. Someone put—I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Hayler again about mm. how far. You know, we're, we're we're four years behind City. Or, and yeah. sorry, Chelsea. No, we're not. And we're not. We're not. We're like no. we're like siblings. We're never going to yeah. catch them up. We're going to we're like the same age. You know, we're not no. four years behind. We're going to be the same that far behind them all the time. What we're going to have mm. to hope for. Is that one of them or both of them have a really poor season one season? Maybe they implode from the inside yeah. out. Something happens with their manager, they have a really bad season, and we have that season where everything clicks and we've got very good uh, injury records and everything just seems to go right. And that's what we've got to hope for because otherwise, mm -hmm. we've got no chance of catching them. We never will. We're always going to be the same no. far distance. I apart. think. Hmm. Having said that, I think Guardiola will go if he fails to win the Champions League this year. If he doesn't get Kenny Aitman winning Champions League, put it that way, in my opinion, yeah. anyway. So he might well might as well go. Um, I mean, bit, I mean, Neo mentioned book process comment, previous comment as well about what look what happened. I'll get up now the screen now. One second it says, "Look what happened when Lampard when Lampard was yeah. sacked by, from Chelsea." That's Absolutely. how you say no to mediocrity. Again, it's not just at this moment in time, it's an acceptance. It's, it was accepted because, yep. as I said earlier, the club was, they, re, they reacted instead of being proactive at a time under United when they could have gone and got it dealt with sooner rather than yep. later. After, after we lost 2 0 to Lesser, that's when my cutoff point was. He had to go then. Um, well, it's, it's like that. Nasty isn't it? Yeah, and the last few years of Wenger, even though we had to start a play, we're still, there were signs there that things weren't going in a good direction, basically, and all that. And it's sort of, oh, but we get we're winning the cup still, so it's okay. We was only one year at the Champions League, and then it went. I was only two years, and obviously the second season was when he decided to leave Wenger. Yeah. And then obviously you and I, we got what was it a point off the Champions League. Obviously, what happened in the Europa League final, we all know, and it just fell apart from that moment onwards for him as yeah. well, along with his other stuff that was going on. Yeah. But, but it's, Leon, it's Leon's it. right. Leon's so right. Saying, Ryan, in, in the the that, that all stems. Oh, sorry, that all stems from. The, the, the non-acceptance at Chelsea of mediocrity all stems from the owner. Yeah, exactly that. He's, ne he's never, ever, ever accepted Rested mediocrity. On his he's never, he's no. never done that and since it, from day one. He's, Here's uh, the thing, Ryan. We accepted that. Club legend. Club absolute legend yeah. of all time. Yeah. 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 We well. accepted, we accepted that. Yeah. 
you know what we accepted? We accepted that Arteta could have another season when he shouldn't have been given another season. Because let's face it, in November, the only thing that saved Arteta's bacon were two names, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard. Without him, our season was headed right into the shitter. It yeah. really was. We were 14th, 15th, and we didn't even look like we could string a result together. And suddenly, mm. Smith-Rowe had a coming-of-age game uh, against Chelsea, and we had, mm. um, what do you call it, Odegaard start right. to play really, really well. And for Came seven or eight games, yeah. we really picked up, and that saved Arteta's job. But let's, let's make no bones about it. We were heading to less than mediocrity when those two saved our season. And they put in about 10 or 12 games of really top, top performances. And that lifted us up the table to somewhere regarding, well, mid-table, mediocrity, respectability, what you want to, whatever you want to call it. And, it, and what, what Leon has said there is absolutely right because for far too long, we've just accepted the mediocre, mediocre. And we've, we've given these people time when they shouldn't have had time. And we're doing it again with Arteta. Right at, you know, halfway through the season, we were all, I mean, I don't know what, about Andrew because I only sort of met him over the last, you know, few few weeks over, over the podcast and stuff. But certainly you and I, Ryan, were both saying, mm. you know, in November, Arteta must go and he's still fucking there. Mm. Got to throw Saka into that mix as well. Smith throws Saka. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good call. But, um, good call. but uh, the rest they, of them who were meant to be doing it, Andy, didn't. No, exactly. And and the fact that they changed their manager and they got the new one in it knew what he was doing and the same set title. the same set of players, they not yeah. only won the Champions League, they would have won the yeah. league as well if they had about five to ten more games attached to yes. yeah. They yeah. were that good. They were that yeah. good. Yeah. And the players when he took took over, he used the same bunch of players. And yes, they're good, mm. but it's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. And he got them strong, and they lost what one or two games, maybe at the most. Yeah, um, under his. Yeah, team. I mean, and if they were that good, that good, they'd have performed under Lampard. Right. And I think we have the same problem at our football club. I don't think anything changes till you change the manager. When you change the manager, mm. I think you see a different set of players. And yeah. Hayler said, Marina Granovskaya is the sports director at Chelsea, and uh, mm. maybe the best sports director in the league. Maybe, but. Sh- it also strengthens the my what I said earlier about Edu. I'm certainly not comparing them. I'm not saying Edu's anywhere near her league. Yeah. But she has got a first team squad of 30, 31 players, I believe, that that she's yeah. got to handle. She's bought a lot of players, good players, but she can't sell players either. And mm. this is the problem that um, Edu's having, is getting rid of the, the players, the Deadwood, and also some of the good quality young players who are not quite good enough for Arsenal, but um, would have a good career yeah. elsewhere. He's struggling to mm. sell them even. You know, like yeah. AMN, great example. Who wouldn't want AMN? That's, that's probably point. why he panicked and sold Willock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think Willock carried a goal I genuinely, genuinely yeah. think Willock would have been one of the last young players that we would have wanted yeah. to sell. Yeah, but exactly he's, he's the only one we've had offers for. Unfortunately, he's been the, the scapegoat. Scapegoat. We've had to sell him. Yeah. But well, um, you see him perform what he did at Newcastle, and you go, he's not replicating that at Arsenal. Why is that? Mm. Because he clearly has it in him to play like that. Why is he not doing it at Arsenal? Surely yeah. that is <laughs> a massive indication. 
if you wanted to play a false nine, right, which, had, which Arteta's mm. shown a couple of times, there's no one better than Willock. He's one of the yep. best finishers that you could have that arrives in the box at the perfect time. Yep. He's, yeah. he's absolutely ideal for that role as a false nine. Yeah, You don't play yep. someone like uh, ESR. He's not that type of player. He's not but a Willock, false nine. Willock is. Willock could be perfect for that yep. position. Okay, I just anyway, like, like he's a goal scorer that we desperately need because we cannot score goals to save our life. Yeah. So, of course, you, you utilise someone like that in the squad and build around them rather than getting rid of them. I just don't understand it personally. But, um, no, yeah, no. we unfortunately, we had to make some sales and make some money back. And he was the, he was the sacrificial lamb, unfortunately. Yeah. Fellas, I've got to be up at five. So, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to let things well, and where can people find you, my friend? Uh, well, they can they can they can find me on Twitter at Thorn in their side. Um, they can also find me on a Saturday afternoon trying to find out where Russ Morgan's playing, so I can send him off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I'll let him know. And I just want to say to everybody in the chat um, how fantastic it is that you've you've turned up and. And, and mm. what is obviously on a painful experience that we're all going through at the moment. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all, we all want to make sure that the club goes in the best direction. And sometimes, you know, the chat helps us to do that because people get yeah. an idea and then it sometimes it filters through to people at higher levels. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. they watch these podcasts, maybe they don't, maybe they do, they are media savvy. Um, but uh, we're, we're begging you, you know, get, get rid of Arteta and get Rogers in for God's sake. Um, and I mm. just want to say once again, Andrew, it's absolutely brilliant to be on with you. We may not agree on everything, but Likewise. you know that we're going to have mm. we're going to have quality discussions. And Ryan, Definitely thank right. you so much for for having me on tonight because I just wanted to vent my spleen on on some of the some of the issues that were really beginning to piss me off. Um, because I think you know we we are in danger of becoming mm. we're already mediocre, but now we're in danger of becoming. A laughing stock, and and that yeah. can't happen to Arsenal football club. But thank well, you, well, guys. And, uh, yeah, absolutely no problem. I think we're going to see a lot more of you this week over Wednesday and next over the uh, next week as well with what's going to come, come our way probably <laughs> for the international <laughs> break. So no worries, yeah, uh, mate. But yeah, I'm repping on Wednesday. I'm repping on Wednesday oh, night at uh, six thirty, but I'll be back by about half eight. So. I'll, I'll join you for the debacle when I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Really, I'll send you a link for that. Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, thanks for obviously you and that, Andrew and Steve for obviously coming on tonight. Obviously, the two other regulars that I meant to come on at the last minute, so it's worked, either work commitments or family stuff's come up, so they they couldn't make it. So, but yeah, thanks for you guys for coming on and people in the chat as well. I mean, it's been very, very, a very busy one in the chat. Yeah, you've been like, brilliant, fellas. People in the chat, superb. Con- yeah, absolutely fantastic, and I like to see a lot of that. And Terry with a few, a few risky comments. Terry, uh, if you know who you know, <laughs> but Terry, yeah, I mean, as... Terry, awesome, keep them coming. You're my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but apart from that, I mean, not much else to really say apart from yes, I said thanks, and obviously, Andrew, where can people find you as well? I never answered. Give you a chance to plug yourself and all that. I've got Thank one you. last thing I want to bang in there, Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be a long, long time before we see a shirtless Melvin. <laughs> I think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've oh, got to yeah. score a goal first, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. Anyway, it's um, been a pleasure as always. Um, and, uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at From Dial Square to Where YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. um, you can find me on Twitter at From Dial Square. So thanks again. Been a pleasure, Warren Ryan. Yeah, and nice to have met Steve earlier as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I fear. Fear we didn't shut up long enough to let him have a long talk, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's probably my no. no, whatever he said was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're new to obviously if you're new to the channel, do subscribe, smash the like button, and all that jazz, and do share the content because as I keep as I said last night, sharing and liking does help the channel a hell of a lot more than what you think. And I'm actually, I would absolutely appreciate if you did do that. And also, the audio of this podcast will be up in the next half 40, 40, 40, depending on how long it takes to download, by the way, but the next 40, 45 minutes up on obviously app, uh, Apple Podcast, Google, uh, Spotify. So, you want to listen, if you've missed part of it, but you want to watch it, but you don't want to watch it, but you want to move on to go, it'll be, on, it'll be up on there um, in no time, basically. I think Western has gone tuned up by the looks of it because someone's a tweeted Ben of Armour, like, as in he scored a goal. So, that's tuned in West Ham by the looks of it down at, <laughs> at home to uh, Leicester City. So we're all six points ahead of us already. There you go, and they're scoring goals. Oh, more positives. Yay. My, my cousin's going to be so happy. For fuck's sake. Oh, the joys of being an arsehole at this moment in time, but it is what it is. But yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday for, as you said, to watch along. Obviously, Andrew's going to be there, so wish him luck on that. Having <laughs> to witness that lot. Yeah. Firsthand. I, might to, uh, I might have to take my kids to counselling straight after the match. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> they're coming with me. Oh God! <laughs> I I'll, I'll probably it. finish it... about quarter, quarter past eight when uh, refing at quarter past eight. With you take out the <laughs> half time as well. At quarter past eight, I'll come off the pitch, find out we're two 0 down against West Brom. I'm just going to go around and red card everyone. Start two footing everyone yourself. Go <laughs> 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 no, no full Terry Erlock on them. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Just> go. <laughs> come up, then come on, pop on here, go to full. Massive 40, 90 minute rant about Arteta. Why he's yeah. not been sacked yet? Oh, it's mate, 20 minutes after the final whistle. Why is he still at the club? I'll oh, just red card oh. everybody and accuse him of being a secret <laughs> Spurs supporter. <laughs> oh, there's probably no secret about you it. Never read your Spurs. <laughs> uh, one last thing I want to sort of address was yesterday was that, well, as I said, I went to the game with my brother. We went to the game the other week, basically, the, the, uh, charity, the charity game against Chelsea. And he took, he took he took his rucksack his backslacks bag, what you want to call it, with him. The, the, the first time round, no problem. Went through the security, no problem. To check there's nothing in it, that's fine, cool. Yesterday got there. A there's no, there was no security on the bridge. So the only checks we got was that where you get they they right at the end of other end of it to make sure we make ask if you're COVID and all that, you you double jabbed and all that. Yeah. Got saw his bag, no, you can't come in. You gotta go you gotta go out, go round. Down this it was stake all the way outside of the buddy this railing system they've got. Go oh, to the God. army, get give them your bag, and they'll give you a clear anything you've got in there, they'll give you a nice clear bag. And he went, he went, he went, he went down, he made played along with it. And obviously he's got I've waited, I've waited at one point. I was just waiting, stood when right and talked to one of the staff members that have been employed by the club, not even fucking Arsenal staff, by the way. And he's saying yeah. Well, no, last as you said, because I was saying that literally, boom, this is a situation. No issues. Two weeks ago, what's what's fucking basically what's changed? Basically, why is there why is there a difference between him having this bag two weeks ago to now? 
it's just made it they've making up as they go along. We can't let yeah, he's, he's I'm trying to let people in, but I'm getting I'm getting bollocked basically. So I'll just come back anyway and say he's told me different offers uh since then that basically he basically went down to where the players come in, like leave when they uh end the game and all that. And they turned back around and basically he come up and said, The club, uh, the store told me to come in, it's fine, let's go in, go in, go in. So he's just got to go, he's a little scene, and yeah, but it's just a fucking ball. Like it's like 20 minutes, we could have could it, yeah. it just, just queuing and all that anyway. So it's 20 minutes wasting, and it's like bang, made up a brick wall. It's like, you know, what you've got got I've checked all my emails, I'm like, I'm there, I'm looking, I'm looking, emails, look, nothing saying that this cannot be happening. I was like, um, I don't take issue with Brownie on that one. You should have done what Millwall did with the Cardiff stewards and just dying them oh, out. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't fighting amongst themselves, mate. I've got a good oh, mate. Oh, of course ball. they weren't. And, Millwall fans never do. Millwall, literally, a couple of years ago, Millwall were playing, Millwall playing Staines Town in the FA Cup second round, well, before the third yeah. round, basically. And Staines, and they came up here and tore the place to pieces. Like a non-league team, like three tiers below yeah. the football league, and they're yeah. the place of That's Millwall for you. I don't. Oh, I don't, no. I don't, oh, I don't no. get what people are surprised about Millwall anymore. Of all well, that's come on. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Yeah, apparently one of apparently one of the stewards got a little bit overzealous with it, with some young lad about sitting in an area where there was bags of space for everybody to sit, so he didn't mm. need to be in that seat. And mm. uh, basically, they, two or three, two or three of them got ironed out. So it's like. But there we go. That's I mean, that's, that's what happens, doesn't it? Again, someone's, yeah, someone's just mentioned PSG in the chat as well. I mean, look at the look. They have to spend. A, look at the players they've brought in. Not having to spend a penny. One Alden, Messi. Yeah. I'm not saying we'd get Messi, but I'm saying Donnarumma. Donnarumma. I mean, I'm screaming for seven, eight months plus. I've been screaming. Go and get Donnarumma. Go and Donnarumma. get him. He's free in the season. All you got to do is his wages. Honestly, I'll give him whatever. I think that was sorted out last January. To be perfectly honest, though. But you know, but yeah, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. Literally, they've done this. They've, they've, they've got all the money in the world and they've got, they've got most of their players they've got for free. All they've yeah. had to pay is wages, basically. Yeah. That's Quite smart yeah. business as well. Why aren't we but doing yeah. this? That's real. We did. We did. Ryan, life, we did. I'm taking issue with That's you there. We did, we did go <laughs> and spend money on wages with no, with no transfer fee. He was, he was called David That's Louise. That's the wrong players. He was called William. <laughs> That's the wrong players, <laughs> though. We bought David Louise, mate, for £8 million. Oh yeah, William okay. Was but then we gave him twenty seven million in wages. We got we yeah, got William awesome. for free and we gave him twenty twenty four million in wages. PSG <laughs> is like real life football FIFA. manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like playing <laughs> like playing FIFA with a with the um with the uh what do we call it with a cash boost on. Yeah, yeah. cash boost on, yeah. <laughs> Unlimited funds, yeah. Yeah, so either way, I've done what my point is, but yeah, it's good about picking it up now. Cheers for coming on, guys. Thanks to Steve as well, everyone in the chat. As I said, subscribe if you're new, if you enjoyed this. The podcast will be up on the audio side of things on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all the platform, other platforms, respectively, within the next 45 minutes, depending on how long it takes to uh, download audio wise. And until then, we'll see you on Wednesday for the watch along. Oh, sure, that's going to be Cheers, fun, boys. isn't it? Until then, easy. as always, up the Arsenal. Wish me luck, Wish me luck. Good. I'm good. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs>